Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Exactly how it's properly done. Light, camera, 
action. A rap pro, do a show, good to go. Also, cameo, afro, verso, domino, I go, Rambo, Tigolo, Romeo. Friday night, spend money on a hotel to get a good night's sleep. I'm keeping in step. Now, do I come on? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen and lowlights, it is with outstanding pleasure that we are here to present tonight Slick Rick the Ruler and MC Ricky D doing their smash hit Mona Lisa. You know, like the picture. Anyway, I'd like to take this time out to bow before his divine majesty. Can I kiss your hands? Your Highness, they await you. Well, it was one of those days, not much to do. I was chilling downtown with my old school crew. I went into a store to buy a slice of pizza. I bumped into a girl named Mona. What? Mona Lisa. What? Mona Lisa. So many. You know what I'm saying? So I say, Excuse me, dear. My gosh, you look nice. Put away your money. I'll buy that slice. She said, Thanks. I'd rather a slice of you. I'm just kidding, but that's awfully nice of you. The compliment showed she had a mind in her. And when I smiled, I almost blinded her. She said, Great Scott, are you a thief? Seems like you have a mouthful of gold teeth. Ha ha ha, I had to find that funny, so I said, No child, I work hard for the money. And calling me a thief, please, don't even try right? it. Said, I need to slice of pizza and be quiet. She almost got cut short. You know, scissors. She tried to disrespect who? The Grand Wizard. Me? What's your name, sir? MC Ricky Z, but not to be so harsh, I said, Simona Lee. Oh, I'm sorry, and I know that's low class. Uh, please, sis, yeah. tell me a little about your past. She said, Well, I got courage, and I don't like courage. Uh-huh. I've never been to college, but I've got crazy knowledge. Uh-huh. Over 18, and my eyes are green. Uh-huh. I wear more gold than that man on uh-huh. 18. Uh-huh. Trim, slim, and yeah. I'm also light skin. Best believe Mona's a virgin. A virgin? Honey, needed a slap. She tried to tell me she's a virgin. With I said, it don't matter, see, I'm not picky what? Let me spell my name out for you, it's uh-huh. Ricky yeah. R, ravishing, impressive Courageous or careless okay. For the gangos which I've got that I wear every day And why? Why not? Suffice not right that I recite tonight Quite polite like Walter Cronkite Well, just about then, Trevor, my friend, came in He said, hey, Rick, don't you know playing with these snakes is a sin? He grabbed me by my shirt and pulled me right out the store, he said I don't want to see you playing with these lowlights no more now come along, we have a party to attend With some real mature women and some more of our friends He held down a cab and he waited for a minute And as the cab came, he thrusted me in it And as we were leaving, it could all along I could hear a melody as Mona sang a song If you see me walking down the street And I start to cry Walk on by Walk on by
labels in the place to be. Just for you, it's the Ultra Magnetic MC. Love. 
is always trying with a jack and the cut. Then you get up, proceed to move your butt crossway. Shot is worth a billy, so some merchant made a milli, shot me milli, out in Philly, shot the baby, shot the salsa, Benny Butcher, then my rollers called me racist, but these rappers riding with me, then my soldiers, mega, 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 I am not who they are after, I'm just in the way they want to get to you, but I won't let them, cold hearted, no I'm artist, getting back to where I started, I don't need to do the race, I'ma beat them Rico charges, and if I go to prison, you can't do me like the Clintons, I'll be laid up, eating steak with Secret Service, chilling, screaming, orange man bad, the whole world mad, thug life, shout out all of my MAGA base sheds, coming for the deep state, I will stop the new world order, but before that I'll finish walls at the border, YSL, slash slash, shout out thugger, Finny got nothing on us. Mayan Hotep, Grand Rising, and Better Love. You are listening I wasn't expecting to the that one. Power Show. <laughs> <laughs> I threw that one in there. <laughs> How you doing, Tuckmost? We good. have Thomas Tuckmost Smith with us tonight, and we he's looking at is hip-hop a weapon of mass destruction for the black race? Yes, yes. Well? Peace, I have brother of Sean with us as well. He's on my line. What's this area called? Is he on your line? He's on my line. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. T- greetings. Okay. Greetings. Good to so, have you with okay. us. Hello. Again. Greetings. Greetings. Peace. Yeah, greetings. Better love. Better love. Peace, Dad. I haven't seen the news Good. at all. I've been enjoying my days off. I don't know what's going <laughs> on out here. I, I have nothing I... to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, I have, I have no nothing news-wise, <laughs> nothing news-wise at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I thought it was a, a good idea to come up with the topic uh, because, mm-hmm. uh, to be quite honest, uh, I think that hip-hop has been weaponized 
and it's being used against us. And um, we want to get into, you know, maybe why, you know, how it's being weaponized. And hopefully, you know, people will listen, and uh, they'll stop letting them weaponize it against us. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that that's pretty much where we were going with it. You got anything you wanted to add to that, Rashawn? No, that was great. All right. You know, um, so let's just go through a tad bit of history. Um, and as you know, hip-hop is part of a broader thing. It's part of something bigger. That's called the music industry. And the music industry is a industry. This is, uh, you know, part of the industrial complex of the United States. This is industry that was created here and is dominated by a few companies that pay a lot of money to politicians to stay in business and control things. And um, today, there's three big music companies in, that compose, comprise of the music industry. They own all the masters, they own all of the, the digital rights, they own all of the artists. Um, you can pretty much say, I don't care if they made a song uh, today or if they made a song 100 years ago. Um, and you have Sony Music. And Sony Music's um, big off-brand is called Columbia. Uh, you have Universal Music. And um, Universal's outlet for black music is called Death Jam. And you have Warner Music. And one is a um, big music company. It's called Atlantic, I believe. Now, um, these three companies make up all of the, the music industry um, themselves. Um, so what, what made them a monopoly, what made them an industry is they monopolized the way people listen to music. Okay? They control radio. They control the medium the music was recorded on, be it a cassette, CD, or vinyl, and now digital. They control the video channels, um, be it MTV, VH1, BT, Jukebox, if y'all remember video Jukebox, um, etc. They also control the magazines that talk about music. They have journalists that write about um, music and events that, um, like concerts and album releases. Uh, if y'all remember Light On and Word Up, Source, The Rob, The Blaze, and then with white music, there's Rolling Stones, there's, there's thousands, you know, with their music. Um, and through all those mediums, they have a monopoly. They made it a killing advertising. The radio operates on advertising money. Stores sold the tapes, the records, the CDs, the discs. They would contract with the labels to advertise the artists so they could sell the products, which made money for the labels. Video channels needed advertising. They needed commercials to run so that they could put on their um, videos. And just like radio, magazines was uh, a strictly advertising business. They need people to buy a page, a half a page, a quarter page. They need people to buy uh, advertising slots in those magazines. So all this money's rolling into the record companies. This has nothing to do with the artists or their contracts. Their contracts have to do with making music and um, the way the music is sold. 
not the advertising. This is big money rolling into these labels, you know, um, to, to uh, have uh, um, uh, Michael Jackson. Um, people want an advertisement on a Michael Jackson uh, interview, you know, or, or the Prince interview. You know, I mean, how much does that page, how much would you pay to have um, your, your, your product advertised right in the middle of that interview? So that's big money for the music industry for years. Um, through controlling the artists themselves, the record companies made a killing off of the advertisement, and they didn't have to pay the artist a dime of the advertising money. That's not a part of their contract at all. Um, then came um, the Internet. And the internet became a total disruption to the music industry. The music industry itself, they lost control over how people listen to music. Um, therefore, they can't put their artists in front of people the way that they once did and force people to listen to them, guaranteeing that their artists will sell. Um, that's the thing. And um, people can now download music for free. That totally eliminated the music stores, right? Camelot, Sam Goody, uh, every other uh, VIM, all of the, uh, the big music um, stores went out of business because people no longer bought the physical music. They went digital because it's all on a file on the Internet. Um, why would I go pay for the actual 16 18 $21 CD when I can just download it for free on Napster and play it on this new device that they came out with called the iPod, right? And I could just have the music myself. And the iPod could hold 10,000 songs. I can't carry around 10,000 um, tapes or CDs or records, you know. Unless I'm a DJ, of course. I got a whole crew to carry them around. Uh, but... Um, YouTube came out, once again, the internet, the internet. This totally eliminated MTV, BET, VH1. They stopped playing music videos. They didn't have to play music videos. The people would go on YouTube and watch whatever video they wanted to watch, you know, so they couldn't put the video they wanted you to see in front of you and put it in the top 10 countdown anymore. You're going to go on YouTube and pick whatever you want to see without them telling you. And that killed the business models of VH1, MTV, and BET. They got into reality TV after that. You know, they started coming out with, um, you know, Real World and Flavor of Love and Nick and the Band and Teen Mom and all these reality shows on those channels instead of music videos because they can't advertise. Who's going to pay? How much can you charge for the advertisement to watch videos that, People could just watch for free whenever they want now. Like, the advertisers is like, this makes no sense for us to advertise here. We'll rather advertise on YouTube, right? So apps came out like Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, and the radio became obsolete. Who listens to the radio anymore? You know, uh, going on the Wendy Williams days, and um, you're going to turn to the radio to, to hear the top five at five or the top five at 12 or, you know, here Funk Master Flex Night. It, it, it's pointless. You go to Pandora, Spotify, Apple Music, you pick what you want to listen to, you know? So all these apparatuses 
um, they own to make money. Kaizen are all going out of business now. So what are they going to do? You know, they, they've lost out on everything as far as they're concerned. So even though they, even though Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, they control the algorithms to make sure that their artists get paid the most, played the most, therefore they could make the most money off of them and um, still, you know, maintain the control over the artist that way. But even with that said, now when I go to, or it, most people go to these sites, they don't pick the new stuff that's out. They go and choose what they want to listen to. They don't, you know, so all of this is free choice. They used to just have the radio. They just played the top 40 all day on the radio, and that's what you had to listen to. Now you can go and listen to someone no one ever heard of, right? You can go and listen to someone from 20 years ago. And that's what you listen to all day, and they can't do anything about it. So, um, um, I have any questions so far, or are y'all following along with what I'm saying? With, I'm following yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, okay. Uh, so since we now choose what we want to listen to, we've also um, lost the collective experience that we used to have um, before. Because we all listen to what we want to listen to subjectively. And um, no more songs of the year or album of the year or songs that speak to a time frame that we all just relate to like we once did. You know, uh, we are the world. We all relate to that. You know, we all relate to uh, your hip-hop, you know, when they had the same gang and uh, Stop the Violence Movement. We all relate to... um, certain things like where 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 was I when this came on and when I when I first heard this and who was I with and all of those things are gone because now being that we've gone for all these years now just picking what we want to listen to, you know, I might be listening to something totally different. I, I met up with Rashawn this weekend and he was listening to some you know, music and, you know, I was like, man, I, I listen to something totally different than him, you know what I'm saying? But it's just how you know, subjective music is now. At once upon a time, we would both be listening to the same thing, not even knowing we were being programmed to because the record companies were making money off the advertising. So they, it was money in us both having that same experience because they owned the radio, they owned the videos, they owned all of that, and we were going to see the same thing all the time, you know. But now it's so subjective, which is good. But once again, we lose a lot of that collective experience that we once had. We just had the um, L.A. But when we had the L.A. riots in '92, I could point to several songs that came out talking about those riots. We had the George Floyd riots in 2020. How many songs? We have people marching around the streets all summer. There's no songs to, you know, that talk to that experience, right? It's just. It's no more experience um, based rap. It's, 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 it's or music in general. What songs in R and B or in pop or in country spoke to that moment? You know what I'm saying? Nothing. You know, so it's um, you know, pretty much like the, that collective experience is gone. Um, so the let me let me get um, so the advertiser left the industry years ago. In a new business model, the industry adapted is not to sell music, not to sell advertising using the music, using their control over the 
artist to who's making this good music, now you can use that to sell products. Now it, they want to sell a lifestyle. Okay, that's the new way that they get their payola. Selling a lifestyle, not selling music, not selling um, artistry, selling a lifestyle. Okay, and in order to sell a lifestyle, you don't need artists, you need influencers. Okay, influencers. This is called influencer marketing. That's the business model that they're working on for. Uh, when's the last time an artist dropped an album that made time stop, that blew up, and no one could miss them? They were everywhere. It was like, damn, you know, that that doesn't happen anymore. I, I design, you know, they don't need that anymore. They need influencers. They need someone that can sell products, right? Because they're, they're in the advertising business, but the, the way that they advertise is now gone. So now they have to deal with these rappers, these artists. They used to be artists, but now they're influencers. Now they get to market their things through the artists, not through their music, but through um, having them in a nice house and a nice car and looking nice and with a nice chain and stuff. That's all they need them really to do and get on social media and sell products for them. Sell products for the people that advertise with them. If you catch what I'm saying. Um, so and what proves this is how many rappers are now uh, more known for their interviews than their songs. Right? got rappers who don't got no hit songs, but they're known for their social media presence, right? It's easier to get a clip to go viral than a song, to get a song to be a hit and profitable, you know? Um, now you change more, you charge more for the interview when you go viral from an interview. You get more, um, your music gets more listeners and streams, which is good for the music companies that own all that, right? Your show price goes up. They make a percentage of your show money. And um, someone um, someone might come to you directly, ask you to advertise their hats or their, 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 their you know, sweaters, T-shirts, energy drinks, alcoholic beverage, whatever. So that's how the, the, the rappers get paid now. And the music industry gets a percentage of that money because the advertising money is no longer there. So uh, if you're a label... How much does it take for the course to make someone a star? And even if you um, pay all out all the payola, there's still no guarantee that that person is going to be who people choose because it's all true by choice now. They can't put this person in front of you and make them a star anymore like that. So it, you, they have to make you choose them. And uh, they have no guarantee of that. So um, and even with them... With all putting all the money behind someone trying to make them a star, that person still has to go out and do extra work on social media, tours, uh, shows, uh, uh, walkthroughs and clubs every night to keep his or her presence so out there. They're gonna burn out, you know. Um, so let's, to make it make more sense, let's just say it costs ten million dollars to take this guy who has a decent song and makes them a star and uh, to blow that artist up, would you rather pay, take the chance, no guarantee, take the chance on giving this guy a 
spending the $10 million to make this guy blow up? Or would you take the $10 million and invest it into re-releasing a new Tupac re-release? Right? So you could take that same $10 million, and this is what the music industry is going towards. And you could go and take the that will take you to blow up this artist, and take that take that ten million and take someone who's already beloved like Tupac, and re-release a few of their albums, and um, re-release some of the 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 background footage and stuff that they have of them, right? And then they can get advertising money for that for sure because invest people will love the advertising Tupac, right? That's no problem. You're, it's hard to get them to advertise and invest in this young guy who, you know, might go and shoot two people tomorrow. But Tupac's gay, you know, and he's an icon. So you're going to get all kinds of money invested in him and uh, advertising for that. His music will be played in commercials and sporting events, TV shows, movies, video games, out of nowhere. Boom, it'll be all over the place, right, because they control all of that. And then they can drop another bio biopic movie, you know, with with someone playing Tupac, and you know, it might be the last three days of his life, or you know, Tupac when he was a kid, or it'd be some type of movie, right? And then they can have another new documentary come out, right? And they can make all the money off of that, or, or control all the advertising, control all of that, and that's not even getting into. If they have the they have the Tupac hologram, I mean they could actually put Tupac back out on the road and give him shows, right? They have the uh, AI, just like that Trump song. You could put out a whole new Tupac album. You know, you could have Tupac rapping like NBA YoungBoy these days. You know, um, you could have a Tupac who's LGBT friendly drop an album. You get what I'm saying? But it'll be his voice. Won't be his his vocals, but his actual um, his words. But it'll be whatever words they tell that algorithm to talk. So that's where the AI comes into this, and that's where they're going to it. It's a guarantee they're gonna make money off of another Tupac story. It's no guarantee they're gonna make money off of young young Reddy Pac out here who, you know, he got all these these um, TikTok videos that people like and. You know, it's no guarantee on that. So, um, uh, the, hold on one second here. Um, every business needs to be marketed and promoted. And rappers have been used to market and promote sex, violence, drugs, murder. The labels have invested in all of the negative stuff that they have the rappers perpetuating, right? I mean, it's, it's, it has to be pretty common sense. Oh, uh, man, I listen to this album, and I see how it's selling. And if people follow this, what this person said, there's going to be a lot of people going to jail. Let me invest in the private prisons. The number one investor in private prisons is the music. Those three music companies I just told you, Sony, Warner, and Universal, the top three investors in the prison industrial complex. Also, among the t- all three of them are amongst the top ten investors in the pharmaceutical industry. Well, I guess so. You got all the rappers talking about getting high off of lean, which is codeine for methadone, or taking Percocets, and um, you know Molly and all that. That comes from MDMA, which is a pharmaceutical 
drug, that scheduled drug that somehow seems to get to the streets every year. So you have that whole um, this whole generation of people that have been marketed to, you know, um, because the record companies, they can't make money off the of radio anymore. They can't make money off a of record store. The record stores don't exist. The, the radio is obsolete. They, they came up with a new plan, and the new plan was sell us death, sell us destruction in exchange for them making a profit on the long run, right? Because they invested in all of it. They invested in all of the negative stuff. Um, you know, and, and they play both sides, right? Because they'll go before Congress and want legislation passed for some stuff too, right? Um, so notoriously, what the artists have done in the record company, record industry, and I don't care if we're talking gospel music, blues, jazz, country, I don't care if we're talking black, white, brown, orange, you sell your masters, you're giving up your masters for marketing. Okay? Because the record companies always work that way, right? So you want this big marketing budget, this advance, this, this money that you can go and shoot some big videos and we can take that money and pay all the right DJs and get it all over the radio and all of that, right? That was what you did it for, right? But to get to give up, you had to give up your master copies to that. And you get all the marketing money so that song and that album could blow up. And, of course, they have incentives to blow it up because they own it. And uh, what you can do is you can go and tour that, that album for the rest of your life. That's why you see even Patti LaBelle and them. Don't think that Patti LaBelle and those old artists are out touring because they want to be out touring at 70, 80 years old, okay? They, they love music that much. No, they would much rather be sitting home with their grandkids they don't have any choice. They gave up their masters years ago. So the only way they make money off their music is to go out and perform it. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way. So they have to go out and um, keep performing. And being at the, the marketing is, is being at the putting out the artists, putting out actual music is no longer needed. You just need to have someone who could put out a couple of songs do a whole bunch of antics on social media. That's more important. The whole industry is dead because there's no more advances being made anymore. Right? They just, they said, like we said last week, now the guy from uh, Hot 97 named Evo put out an email saying that they're no longer prioritizing hip-hop artists. They're going to prioritize Latino music and Afro beat. So the big Applebee's guy came out with all the money. I mean, they they must have put ten to twenty million dollars. They had him at NBA All Star Weekend. I mean, this guy's everywhere. He's been in the Super Bowl, pre parties, everything they could do. Grammys, American Music Awards. This guy gets a performance named Burner Boy. Drops the album, only sells ten thousand records. You know, his career already over. You know what I'm saying? It's, to get itself, and they they see that it's not it's not no one's gonna sell anymore. 
because no one goes and buys new music. You pick and choose what you want to listen to. Um, the song was listening to stuff that was, we, we didn't even have a date. I'm like, well, yeah, it just come out, you know. It doesn't even have a date anymore. We just listen to what we want to listen to. And new music, it's over, you know. So, um, you had anything that I wanted to add to that or questions? Uh, that was quite thorough. So, yeah. so you're saying that the control of the um, the record executives and the record labels is back. The control is back with the artists. The control now is with the consumer, right? Because mm. you got a million artists that put out music, but it's still the consumer who. You know, now we directly choose what we want to listen to, you know. So, so um, yeah, you could say that the artists now have the control. But being that the artists have the control, they can't make any money, right? Because there's nothing else. No one knows who they are. It's a million rappers. How do I know this guy is good, right? Without him being promoted to me, without advertising it, without the label putting him on a song with someone who I'm already familiar with so I can say, oh, that's the guy who raps with that guy, you know, and I can't oh, now. Can I jump in real quick? Absolutely. Just to throw in what you're saying real quick, uh, or to have the record label throw in millions of dollars to put your post up all over the city or multiple cities, you know, advertisement. That's what you're talking about. Like, you, you, that's what you Absolutely. Mean. The, uh, probably one of the reasons we need the uh, music company for just to, for, to pay for advertising and marketing, basically. So no one knows you there before Facebook, before Instagram. It was basically we knew your album was coming up because we saw your posters up in the hood. It was, uh, you know, the posters on a, on a telephone pole, the posters on the side of the bus. You know, it was just, okay, your record company's putting in a whole lot of money advertise that your album is coming out. Absolutely. And they stop they stop paying that money. Right? So now how you stand out as an artist is your lifestyle has to be pristine, right? So you have to put off an image. You, you get what I'm saying? Uh, you got to go and, and probably get your own platinum chain and get your own little Bentley and, and buy a mansion or, or rent a mansion and, you know, have a couple of girls that always around you, you know, rubbing on you and stuff like, and, and go on social media and say controversial things. And, you know, well, who is this guy? He's a rapper from, he signed to Electra Records. Oh, man, who are wow, Okay. Man, he's crazy. You hear the stuff he's saying? Yeah, man, I hear it. All right. And that's the buzz now, because from you doing that, now the record company can say, okay, I don't need you to put out no album. I just need you to keep doing that right there, because you got people watching that. And then I can work my advertising magic, right? Because I know some people who want to advertise, you know, on this type of stuff. So just keep doing that, and they can get you a couple of advertisements, right? And, And that's the new industry. It's no longer you have to put out, uh, an album. The album is dead. You know, when's the last time people 
um, has leaned over an album. Like the average album now has only nine songs. You know, it's 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 gay. You just need the buzz to make you more visible. You know, you need that one that one song, that one that one thing that got a rival attention to to be able to work it from there. You get what I'm saying? Indeed. And that's the new industry. That's what they're invested in. And the problem with this is ever since this type of marketing, now this type of marketing has been taking place since, I mean, when when did the, the all the stores close? I remember, I know you remember, Bev, back in the days you would go to the Wiz, Sam Goody, um, you know, Crazy Eddie, one of these type of people where they had all the CDs, all the tapes, all the news, all the posters, and you would go and you would go and buy the the record there. And then one day, all those businesses closed. Right? I know yeah. y'all remember those stores, right? Yeah. That was whenever that happened. That's when this crossover took place, right? Because it was not about selling records anymore. You see, it's not about that. The the model has changed way back then. It took so us you can a lot say of, we went from analog to digital. Music went digital instead of physical tapes and physical CDs. We went to MP3. So that's we went to MP3. Yeah, change was so we don't need the physical stores. We don't need the Sam goodies anymore because we're not buying tapes. We don't need the physical. Everything is now off the computer. Like you said, we're downloading, streaming. Yes, and once you once you get to the point where you have the artist, right? The music artists, they're no longer a physical, tangible thing. They're just a download. They're just a stream. Well, so is the content on YouTube, just a stream, right? I was saying last week, the, the new business that people should be in is just, just the content business instead of the record business, right? And that's the, that's the move that you're trying to take away from them because really... What they need from them is the content. They could own their own content. They don't need the record company for content, but they're tricking them into it. Because if you now, if I, if I, if you're just someone, I stream your music, right? And then I could, I watch you on a video, and you're on the video saying some stuff that's funny. I download that 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 little, you know, YouTube which you say it's on funny now. Now um, I was already streaming your video. Now I'm just streaming your. Now I was already streaming your music. Now I'm just streaming your videos. Right now I'm just watching your new video that comes out. That's the same money for you. You get what I'm saying? It's no no difference for you as the artist or the, the content creator, right? It's the same money. So I don't need to put out an album to make this money. I could just keep doing these videos and talking this shit. You know. Look, just um, look at um, Cameron and Mace. Cameron and Mace, who are two rappers from Harlem, and um, they they had a tumultuous um, relationship. Recently, they reconnected, and they decided to put up $250,000 each and start their own sports show on YouTube, right? So they come out with, they buy a studio. It looks real nice. It looks real professional. And um, first couple episodes, I was like, man, they need to stick to rapping. But they started getting better at it. And it started becoming pretty entertaining, right? And the, and the, 
the conversation isn't like watching uh, ESPN or Fox News because they talking like two two niggas from the hood, you know, that talking about sports, you know, and they making fun of people and all their clips is going viral, right? Because they they talking free, they talking like how we talk. Man, he sucks, man. You know now, you know they say so and suck. That's gonna go viral. So now they just got a thirty million dollar deal. It, these dudes sold millions of records. They never got a $30 million deal selling records. But they got a $30 million deal to do this sports show. And it's all about the content. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that the content is bringing people's attention. So The attention economy. Absolutely. That's the, that's the economy we're in. As long as it brings attention... They could they could put a product next to it. If, if it's bringing in millions of views, you'll be a fool not to take those millions of views and try to sell people something, right? And being that the artists haven't figured out that they have the the power to sell stuff right now, they're gonna go to the to the label and let them do it for them and still get the same deal. You know, it's, it's stupid to me, but like look at um Tariq Nasheed. He came out with his own deodorant, right? And uh, and he's selling his deodorant. He's sold out of like three, three flavors now. He's waiting on the next two orders. I mean, you know, but when you're doing these shows and, and you get an audience, start at selling your product. Start advertising your stuff, right? That's how you get money, you know, but... What you have is, and, and being at the record industry's love, they know that because that's how they stayed afloat. All those years, the artist was dropping the album. I don't care if it was Whitney Houston or Gladys Knight or if it was James Brown or whoever, man, um, Boosie Collins, whoever it was, that artist and the fact that they controlled their music to advertise, and they got all the money from that. And now these artists finally have a chance to collect their own money from advertising, uh, but they're still signing the same deal. And unfortunately, what they're telling us to, to advertise is death culture, you know, drugs, money, uh, pharmaceuticals. So um, the average shows that you see with black people on it, what they're going to be advertising is a liquor, uh, some weed, um, some type of um, erectile dysfunction medicine, right? They're not going to be selling you nothing that's healthy. You know, they're going to be selling you an energy drink. Uh, I'm just thinking of the things that we normally sell. They're not going to have the, the female rapper selling tampons, right? You know, they're going to have her selling on uh, female condoms. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not going to give you nothing positive, right? It's going to constantly be what puts us right back in the same position. Unless people, you know, unless people that's advertising change that, um, you know, somebody is advertising, like you say, um, you know, some tampons or something that the female or advertising probiotics or something like that. I mean, it's up to the per- people, the company, or whoever that's advertising to put the stuff out there. 
And, and what about the, the the music industry? Would it be beneficial for them to get into streaming? You know, buy like Jay Z had. Uh, what was the name of his streaming company? Nintendo yeah, or something title. like that. Title, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, would it be uh, beneficial for the record labels to get into that? No, the record labels are already into that. It's called Spotify. Okay. They got deals with oh, them, okay. right? Um, okay. Um, but it'll be more than for black people to start streaming their own music. Like that's, you know what I'm saying? Now, you'll own your music, but you won't get the marketing money. So you won't, you might not be as big a star, but you'll own your music. You know what I'm saying? And you got to stream it yourself. And there's ways to stream your music yourself uh, without mm-hmm. the record labels, without a record deal. And, you know, that people do it every day. You know, they stream their music and hope someone listens to it and um, they get a record deal or someone listens to it and just, you know, vibes to it or whatever. There's no real money in that. The money comes from the advertising. That, that's that's the point I'm trying to make is the money, mm-hmm. the, all the artists, the money comes from the advertising. Uh, and they don't they don't get that. They don't seem to understand that, um, you know, y'all are the money. You know, if they need you to sell the product that they associate with you, the problem that we have is we don't have the connections, right? So let's just say I, me and Rashawn start a record label, and we we, we don't go through the, we, we be honest, you know, we give people what their do, right do is and everything, and, um, our artists blow up and they sell records. Well, we don't we don't have the connections with McDonald's and Coca Cola and um, you know whatever clothing line and fragrance lines and everything that these record labels have because they all the same people. You already know what kind of people they are, right? Well, what about so just good. say just say for the people that's on YouTube that have like million dollar you know followers. Those company come look asking you, can they advertise on your platform? Exactly, yes. That's the money. That's the money. If you can do that on your own, great. Um, the record companies can do it for you. But what they're gonna do is you're gonna have to sign a deal. That's what I'm trying to say. It's the new it's the new deal, it's the new record deal. So, hey, you could go and get millions of subscribers yourself. Or, you know, we could you could wake up tomorrow and I'll have 10 million subscribers in there for you. You know what I'm saying? And you'll be automatically a star. You know what I'm saying? Because everyone's going to listen to you then and everything that you, you know, that that's the whole the whole play on it. Um, and that's, that's the problem is because what they're making us advertise on social media isn't the same thing we used to advertise on the radio. See, on the radio, you couldn't advertise um, certain things. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't advertise um, sex toys on the radio. On the radio. You couldn't advertise alcohol during the day on the radio. You couldn't advertise, you know, uh, some of the negative things. And, and um, they have us, and, and like I said, it's being weaponized against us. Look at what they're selling us. They're selling us death. You know what I'm saying? And they're doing it. They're so, not rich. 
you know, they just trying to do it to get their money on. It's not them. They're not the problem. It's the label. So you're saying that the artists, when they, if they're doing a record deal, they need to have in the contract that they get part of the advertising where they weren't getting that before. Yeah, if they can, yeah, if they can get that in there, um, they, you know, they should definitely. Uh, but in order to get marketing, you give up the right to that. So when they sign a deal, they got to give up their marketing. Uh, they got to give up their master copies, or they're gonna have to give up their publishing. One or the other. The record company is gonna say, "You got to give us something." You know, you, you, we're not gonna put all this money behind you. And you leave with everything. You got to give us your your master copies. And if you give us the master copies, we'll promote the hell out of your projects. And we'll make sure that they're all multi-platinum and sell. Or you got to give us your publishing. And if you give us your publishing, then, you know, um, you, you're not going to make no money off of your music in the long term, right? So when somebody uh, else takes a copy of your music, you know, you don't get paid off of that. You know, you, you gave away your, your your publishing rights. You know what I'm saying? So you're so, going to give away something. So mm-hmm. can't you just come and just uh, get you an IT person and you can do the marketing yourself? You know, there's different programs and things on the Internet that, you know, you can get people do the marketing and, they got different software and stuff that, that you can get people. Make mm-hmm. sure it's not boxed. And just keep your yeah. publishing and, and, you know, keep your stuff and just get an IT person to uh, help do the market. I'm sorry. Let me just kick it real Go quick. Ahead. The only thing with that is, like I said earlier, you, you, you kind of, the whole deal with this is you're looking forward to the big bucks that the music industry is backing you with like you, you, you're saying you know go for the millions of dollars that a, a record company could put behind you and as opposed to a few thousand dollars that an IT person can do you know what I mean so it's all about that marketing money that's, but that's, about, that's what I'm saying if you got like millions of viewers you know watching your video Usually, well, we know that the record labels come to you then and want to make a deal. So now this is where the artists have to get savvy. I'm saying if you use it the Internet and the the record labels are going to use the Internet, what's the difference between you using it and, and promoting yourself versus the record label? The amount of money if that you, they put into it. Yeah. Of course, the more like, money you put into it, the more you, the more you're going to get out of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. You know. It's like um, if I get if I sign the deal and let them control my master, they're going to put millions of marketing money behind my album, and I'm going to be a multi-platinum artist. So I, now I'm going to be a star. You know, so hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm gonna jump in real quick, Thomas. Um, let's break that down. You know, putting the record company putting millions of dollars in marketing so that you can blow up. What does that look like? 
but once again, like I said before, that looks like your album cover being on the bus, side of the bus, being on the mm-hmm. side of the trains. That means you're getting, you know, uh, your album, Times Square. Exactly. You, you, you're getting yeah. your voice as, as a commercial on Pandora every 30 seconds. Buy my album, buy my album. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. what you're paying for with the music, and you can't get none of that on your own. You're not going to get that, you know. Because they own all of that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. So it's, that's why it's a monopoly. That's why I kept saying it's a monopoly, right? And they're trying to re-monopolize it. And people are, people have a chance now. And there's few people that, like, I would say out of all the music artists, 99% of them do it the way you said. They just got an IT person, and they just doing it on their own. Uh, some of them by choice. Some of them would love nothing more than to sign a record deal, but the record companies haven't come knocking on their door yet. So they keep doing it on their own, just the way that you're saying. This is, when you do it that way, there's no guarantee you're going to make money. You know, you, you got to, I mean, that that's a hard way to do it, even though that's the best way to do it, right? Because if you're someone, and I mentioned the brothers from Buffalo, they actually got it to work. They put enough stuff out there where people started listening and looking for their music and their videos. And, you know, they was able to put together a tour themselves to do little 2,000, 4,000-seat arenas and, um, you know, venues and sell their products, which was their merchandise, T-shirts and things like that, and make decent living. Probably make about six to seven hundred thousand dollars on a very good year doing it that way, which is good money. Whereas someone who takes the signs of deal, they're gonna give you ten million dollars right now. Now you owe them that ten million dollars back. You owe them that ten million dollars back, but you get they're guaranteeing your record's gonna sell so you're you're gonna make the money back. It's a bank. You know, yeah, you 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 don't own it as everything you're saying but they get they they could get in that mansion tomorrow. They could move their mother out the project tomorrow. They could get the car they want tomorrow. They're looking at it like, yo, this is it. This is what I did it for. But to get rich, I've been putting the ten million dollars in my pocket. I'm just gonna work for it. You know, once they they give it to you up front, that's like your job paying you up front, and then it's, you know you got to work the rest of the year for the money. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's how the, the record music industry works. Here's the ten million. You know, this is this is for you signing and this is gonna be for your first album. So we're gonna take the budget of this much, we're gonna take this much and do this for advertising, take this much for this, do this much for that. We're gonna put you on shows, we're gonna get this done for you, it's gonna cost you that much. And at the end of the day, you're hoping that you just broke even. But you had the ten million dollars. You're in the you're in the mansion. You're, your mother's out the projects. You're in the nice car. You got the the pretty girl you want. You got everything you wanted. But now you got that that, that, got that drive that instant instead of looking at the yeah, long term. Instead of looking at the long term, and, and it's not just the rappers. Man, at Whitney Houston, Mariah, all of them did it. They all did it. There's no one that has been uh, out that I could think of other than Sam Cooke, who didn't do this. Even he signed a record deal, but he owned certain aspects of things because he 
actually wrote the songs and you know he he got a good every now and then someone gets through like a masterpiece and they get a great deal and that's what i'm looking at and that's what i'm looking at masterpiece that's what i'm looking Mm -hmm. at you know how he did it outside of the box he was selling from the trunk you know he didn't just go alone like do it like everybody else did when you, to me it's like if you got a million people or you got the IT person and you get to a certain point, even if you do go and sign a record deal, you got something to bring to the table so you can negotiate better now than versus coming to that table with nothing. Then you got to give everything away to the record company. Well, can I add this though? Yeah. I just recently kind of, I mentioned Master P. I recently uh, peeped a little, you know, two video, a little clip. Mm-hmm. Master P said um, he just pretty much broke down how he, what happened. And it was a real simple mm-hmm. thing. He said, um, I forgot how it happened. He was somehow, I'm going to paraphrase, he ended up talking to Michael Jackson's lawyer. And he said somehow if he, he knew if he could talk to Michael Jackson lawyer, he'd be all right. So he had he said he had to drop twenty five thousand just to sit and have a conversation with the dude. Mm-hmm. And he said when he did that, that that was the conversation that helped him to pretty much excel the way he did. He said that lawyer told him exactly what he needed to hear, which was, you know, the the only way you're going, you're going, you could come out on top of this music industry with, with, with whatever contract is to own what you have and, and, and take care of your own marketing or something like that. Something and that's to that what I'm so at. basically, exactly. So, so basically he, what he was able to do was uh, he, he got the deal he got because basically once I said he, 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 did his own marketing. He said, "Y'all pay for this, mm-hmm. y'all pay for that, and I'll pay for the marketing." Which was, which mm-hmm. is the yeah. biggest aspect of the contract because you you need to spend millions and you want everybody to look at you and look at your album. You need to spend a whole lot of money, so that was money he spent on himself, and yeah, that saved him. And he said, in the end, he ended up making more money than the record company. I saw an interview with him where he said they offered him a million dollars, and he um, said no. And he said the whole plane ride back to Louisiana, his brother was like, man, I should kill you, man. You just passed yeah. up a million dollars. And he said, man, hmm. that white man was going to give me a million dollars. How much you think I'm really worth? He was going to make ten million off of him. He got, he got lucky, and a family member died and left him some money. He was able to take that money. And like I said, in order to sell records, you got to look flat. Um, You got to look. So he went and bought a nice car, started selling like a Lexus or something, dressing nice, selling his Mm -hmm. music out for Trump, riding around the South. Mm -hmm. And, you know, now he looked apart. Oh, that's the ice cream man, you know, coming up in a Versace shirt and, and some Versace shoes with a gold chain and gold teeth with a nice car. You know what I'm saying? The bodyguards around him. Now you start to get a buzz, you know. Um, that that there equates to a lot of the um, death culture, though, Beth, because nine times out of ten, 
how that money is ascertained, and he said it was a dead family member, but it could have been crack cocaine. You see, that's generally mm-hmm. the drug business and the record business are very much intermingled right. into each other. Right. You know, and it's right. simply because if you're not going to get funded by the, before these rappers get funded by the major labels, they get funded by the local drug dealers who say, oh, you got a chance. Oh, let me kick some money into you. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me invest in you. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. a lot of them sign deals, a lot of bad deals. They signed these production deals with some drug dealer who had a, a, a dream of that he could be a record producer and he got you to sign a deal for twenty, thirty thousand dollars when you didn't have a dime in your pocket, but now that you're about to blow up and you got this major label looking at you to give you millions, he wants um he wants a cut out of that. So you gotta pay him to get released out of your contract and that puts you more in a hole, you know. That's happened to fifty six. That's happened to so many people, you know, they that but it they was in that bad deal just to get it in. It don't necessarily um, have to be drug dealers. I mean, you got legitimate investors out there that, you know, will be willing you find one that's willing to invest. That's what they they have a certain amount of money that they want to play with to invest. Yeah. I'm just that's, saying, uh, well, like, like think I said, outside man, of the just, box. That's what, that's what, uh, yeah. what's his name? Well, like is. I said, most of these guys, they from the hood, and that's that's who they around. This guy's rapping well, they got the ring. Yo, uh, yo, you got they, talent. You know, you need that, though. You need those people to get to where you, you got to have confidence. You know, like the, the first people that's going to tell you you nice and put money into your pocket, that, that gets your head to, oh, I'm nice. I could do this. Well, you they got to come like, out yo, of that. They got to come out of that yeah. thinking. They got to remember, this is a business. They got to be thinking. They got to become business people. This is a music business. Absolutely. That's how they have to gotta look at smart. it. to think smart. Yeah. Uh, but like the, the, the sheets, the games, the drugs, and the business, and I, even when it's white music, it can't just... The gangsters and music industry go together like, you know, salt in, in, in water in the, in the ocean, man. I mean, um, mm-hmm. Sinatra and all of them was heavy into um, debt to the mob because they signed bad record deals, and the mob, of course, came to their rescue and gave them some advances. And I mean, you could work it off and do some shows at my casino. And I mean, that, that, all of those big stars was... Um, you know, the gangster, and, and uh, one of the main reasons is, if you see now, the music, the movie industry is on strike. All the TV shows, all the movies are on strike. All of the, um, um, the like I said, the movie industry has a, because they have a union. They have SAG. Um, all, the NBA, the NFL, the baseball, all these other sports have a union. All these other forms of entertainment, rather, have a union. Even designers have a union, those designers, but the music industry, not just rap. I'm talking about the whole thing. There's no union. There's no union for producers and artists and musicians. And nah, that it's a straight up mob. <laughs> it's a mob industry. This is a this is a all illegal money. You know. I mean, and, um, let's, yeah. Let's right. not forget that the music industry was started by the mob. 
first and foremost, if I'm not mistaken. The Jewish mafia, absolutely. Absolutely. And they started it with the speakeasies. If y'all, y'all remember the speakeasies um, during Prohibition, uh, the Jews ran a lot of the, the clubs, right? So you'll have the club um, pop up. Um, you know, they got liquors being served tonight. They're going to have Count Basie or they're going to have Pat Calloway tonight, you know, and, and come through. So all the white people would go to these um, speakeasies and see these black people perform. And the Jews that ran these speakeasies, what they would do is they would get these black artists to sign exclusive contracts that you only play at my clubs when you come to town, and I'll make sure you get an extra $1,000 each show. So they signed these, these deals, you know, and those became the first record deals because the next thing those speakeasies as prohibition ended, uh, how, how can we make, still make money? You still got these contracts. So they would get them to, to um, cover songs that were already made, you know, and that's why a lot of the older songs, you'll have five or six people sung that same song because all those people would just get the cover. The, the, they would buy the rights to the song and get all these different people to sing the same song and sell it as different albums, you know. But, um, yeah, that all started from the speakeasy joints, you know, where you could go and have a drink during Prohibition and listen to some music, and uh, once again, the Jews ran the spot, and they, the Irish mob, the, the Italian mob was generally the patrons, you know, the people who were in the crowd sitting down, uh, watching these um, black entertainers stomp, or tap dance across the, the floor and all that stuff at the Cotton Club and whatever clubs they might have had in Chicago, and we, wherever liquor was being sold, uh, it's the same play, you know, well, and that's the backdrop well, to the record industry. Well, but look at Motown. You know, he did. We have, we had, and we still do have a lot of clubs, black-owned clubs here, and that's what he did. He went to a black-owned club. He had his people. They were new artists, and you know, and he and they went there and performed. It was lines wrapped around a block to see his artists perform. So you don't have to go to the mob to their places. We have our own places, and that's how Tom blew up. He was going to the different black-owned clubs. That was going to be definitely funded by the mob. Definitely. I'm talking about in the beginning. I don't know his what was going on. I'm just saying how in, he in, did it. In Motown, yeah. at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Funded by the mob, yeah. That he got away from the mob and went out to L.A., but definitely funded by the mob. Well, we definitely. always heard that's well, but I, I we heard his family gave him some money. I, I he probably got we heard he got involved with it after he kind of blew up the mob, you know, came and took over. But in the beginning, he was going to the different black-owned bars and he promoted his. Did nobody know about these people? He did it himself. Yeah. And that, blew that, up. That's, still a, that's still a way it could happen. Um, you know, like, and you got to look at the time frame, man. It wasn't the, the apparatuses we have today. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you could still, if you could get people who could perform live and you could put them in front of an yeah. audience and get people to watch, it's still a way to do it. And, um, but you got to sell. And we content. have clubs like that here today. 
where you can go and see a live performance. And they still be packed today. And they black owned. So you just don't Absolutely. have to go to to the mob. We got to start thinking outside of the box. Their box. Yes, yes. Are you guys seen the ad, bro? No, no. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, man. Um, so what we have today is a change, right? Because they don't need... And this is why uh, you don't see any um, artists like... Uh, look at Cardi B. She's made one album, you know, in all these years. And she could make money just being on social media all day. That's that's the the premise of what's going on to the industry. And like I said, what she's selling to you, she's selling sex. You know, and whatever product they put next to her, it's gonna be sold the way she sells the product, right? So it's a it's a um back to um, hip hop selling us has it been weaponized? Absolutely, uh, especially since the artists don't have to make music anymore, right? They don't have to be artists. They don't have to speak about the times and what's going on and, uh, and the problems and the issues of the world and trying to change the world through their music, like Michael and, and people try to do, um, trying to give people the heads up or prophesize what's about to happen, like a public enemy or you know what I'm saying? Talking about the times of the day. No, you just need people to be um, acting in the most um, obscene way so that way that they can get the most views and views equal products, right? And as we know, big products don't want to sell their products through sex, through violence, you know what I'm saying? The products that these people are selling are not the good products. These aren't good things. You know, they're, they're all weapons of mass destruction. The black people, right, um, have more sex, uh, have more violence, have more crime, have more, um, right, because in order for me to get seen, without the record company, I have to be ratchet. I have to be, I can't just be a, a, a dude who's trying to put out an album. I got to have a gun in my hand, right? I got to be, I got to go extra with it. So that way that people see it and they click on it because I'm not selling music. I'm selling a lifestyle. And the lifestyle I'm selling is gangster, right? So I'm going to be with my homeboys every time you see me on social media posting. I'm going to have my, my Draco, my, my AK, my homeboys all got their gang. We always look like it's about to be up, like it's about to be people shooting at us. Now, we might be a bunch of square dudes, you know what I'm saying? But that's the image I'm putting out there, right? Because that's what I need to sell. That's what I need to to get to the mansion and the cars and things, right? I don't need a song, right? I don't need an album. I don't need a beat. I don't need to do a freestyle. I just need you don't even need to be real. I don't even need to be real. A.K.A. Takashi, right? Takashi says, I just need people to front for me, right? And now, all of this is replacing the music. There's no more music. Where's the music? 
You know, when the last time you heard a new song and said, oh, that's a good song? It don't happen anymore. Because none of the artists make music. They all sell death culture. Go ahead, Dad. Uh, so who's putting the image out there? Who's controlling the image? Them. The, the they control the company. image because they that's a record they control company. them. The record yeah. companies, the record companies are looking for people who fit a certain bill. They didn't put no battery in your back. They didn't do none of that. You said this is what they want. I'm gonna give it to them. The artist, the 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 person, they're doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, listen, they want they want ratchet. I'm gonna get them ratchet. They want they want they want me to sell sex. I'm gonna show them ass and titties. I'm gonna show them it all. I'm gonna give it all to them because that's what they want. That's what it's gonna take for them to recognize me. How about and, this? My sorry to interrupt, but um, it's no different from. Back in the seventies, you know, with the black exploitation movies, you know, same thing. They control our image then, like they control or control it now, like they control it then. Right now, it's the gangster image. In the seventies, it was the pimp image. You know, black guys has always got to be the pimps or the gangster or the, you know, the robber with the gun trying to, you know, shank somebody. You know. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, who fought is that? You know, I mean, yeah, but we participate in that, and it's not going to change until we change it. It's definitely our fault at this point. And and this guy, I can't think of his name, but he's from uh, Louisiana, and he's a big hit. He's not talking all that uh, gangster's name, but he's from Louisiana. He wear them little tight pants, but he making it way. big without. No, no, he's not a rapper. I have to look him up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about the people that they tell us are rappers. This guy's a who okay. is that guy? These people I ain't never heard of. Like you know, or I, usually when they get killed, right? This rapper got killed. I look like. I never even heard of this rapper who got killed. Who is this guy? You know, and I look him up, and he got one song and a whole bunch of social media posts. That's his career. You know, the one song got him enough buzz to get a deal, and the rest of it is just him acting ratchet so he could stay relevant and sell products, you know. So, um, yeah, I wish they would stop it, Bev. But like I said, it's the same deal that Patty LaBelle and Whitney Houston and them signed. Like, it ain't no only thing different is the time, right? So they were in the time when the advertising was done through the radio, the magazines, the the, the physical copies of the sales or the our products and stuff. Things don't make the record companies money anymore. What makes the record companies money is, you know, the female who's willing to show a, a, a nickel. You know what I'm saying? The, the the guy who's willing to actually um, shoot at people on a Instagram live, show that he's real, you know, that those are the people that get the attention. Those are the people that get the big followings. You know, if you're out here being positive and things like that, that and it's not the record company's fault. You can't even blame them for this. It's our fault. 
You don't want, we don't want to see that. If you put out a video talking about something positive, right, and put it on YouTube, and you put a thumbnail, you know, um, you know, love and, and, and happiness, and the next one, um, you put a thumbnail, you know, uh, uh, this person was just sleeping with such and such baby mama, you know, which one you think people going to click on? You know, they're going to click on the ratchetness. They're going to click on the negative video because that's what's going to get, that's where the attention span is. And that's not a person who made the videos for, they they just giving people what they want. And we want nonstop. What they trying to tell us we want, but they, we right. don't realize they this, this uh, exactly. you know, we've been conditioned to want to, to, to look at the beauty, look at things that is hideous, and thinking that it's beauty, you know. Are you familiar with uh, Joyner Lucas? Yeah, I'm familiar with him. Okay. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm familiar with him. Uh, he's a, uh, okay, he's a pretty, uh, he's one of those um, mixed-race rappers. He's clean-cut kind of rap. He ain't rapping about the streets or nothing like that. He's right. got a lot of, um, Kind of Drake Drake type of flow to him, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that kind of vibe. Um, but yeah, he's um he I think he's an independent so I, artist too. Which is yeah, uh, why that's he what I'm saying. Why he's yeah. not as um well known as um say a Drake. Because I think on a skill level he's actually got better skills. Yeah. I've heard him rap with some big name people. And he actually did better than them. Like, oh, shit, he's pretty mm-hmm. nice. But um, and it's, once and again, it's bro, like, it's good. The, the lyrics a, is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, he's not known, you know, because he hasn't signed a record deal. But he's, at, he's an actual artist where he puts out music, which I respect, you know, because most of these people, mm-hmm. like I said, they just put out social media posts. He's in it for the right reason, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he doesn't make money for the label, right? Because he's in it for the right reason. Who's going to make more money for them? Him, for his great album that no one's going to really buy or because no one's buying albums, right? We choose to listen to what we want to listen to. Or um, Sexy Red, right? With no talent, put out songs about eating buttholes and um, uh, not using condoms. She want to feel it raw and all this type of stuff, right? Who's going to sell more records? She is, you know, because that's that's where we're at. We always bought negative stuff. That's what made NWA pop. You know, that's what made Uncle Luke pop. You know, was, oh, they talking about stuff we not supposed to listen to. Kids always gravitate to that. Man, I used to love watching um, comedy shows, you know, on a late night, you know, once my step pops went to sleep. Man, I'm going to go and turn on. Um, you know, the Eddie Murphy special or something, you know what I'm saying, where they talking Benny Hill and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, because, you know, that was, that's what we do. We gravitate toward negativity as human beings. We always, it's a balance, right? But that's curious to us because, you know, I want to see what that's about. You know, we want to see it, you know, and, and not necessarily experience it. That's what makes the music the gangster rap and stuff sell is that people want to live, 
the gangster rap experience, but not really experience it. You didn't have to get shot at to listen to it in your car. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. Um, but uh, back to the weaponization part of it, right? Because the music has been weaponized against us. And um, it's, being that we don't control the music, we don't control the industry, um, you know, it's really no way to stop the weaponization uh, other than to probably, and I know Rashawn's not going to agree with this, probably we got to leave the music alone altogether, you know, come up with something new because it's been weaponized and we see how they control it and we see how, you know, everything we rap happens, man. You know, you rapping about car street feeling, it's gonna have you know, it's you know, whether it happened before or after, it seems to be the influence, the driving influence of it. So, um, you know, I think that it's something that we need to stop doing. Well, that might be already be the case. That's why we're not getting good music. Cats stop doing it. That's been my theory, you know what I mean? Cats a lot of cats has stopped doing hip hop because it's not beneficial. Ain't worth it anymore, you know. Just ain't the days where one DMC and EPMD and you know the cats made us want to rap, want us to get into the game. We listen to Rakim, we listen to Big Daddy Kane and KRS One. They made us want to get into the industry, but then I don't know. We we see the the hardships we went through in the nineties and all the complaints cats had. Like then people started started dying. Yeah. You know, we started actually mm-hmm. dying because of this music industry. It's like, yeah, we don't, nobody want to do this anymore. They ain't, just ain't worth it. For what? For fake fame and, you know, some, some fake money? So that's, mm-hmm. I, I say that that's why hip-hop is it's kind of not dead, but kind of comatose because she's just not kicking, you know? Nobody want to do it because it's been hijacked and they took it away from us, you know what I mean? So they made it so that they took the life out of it, you know. Hip hop was more lively when we had fun, when we made actual music that made us not just lean up against the wall or car, but we loved dancing. We were the dancing people, you know. Our music made us dance, and hip hop music made us dance. Hip hop music made us sing. It had a little bit of everything in it, but now we narrowed down the spectrum, we narrowed the frequency, and now it's all about this one thing that is just killing us and yeah now it's killed the music and yeah i don't know like do we stop doing it do we just leave that's like saying we need to leave the u.s and go back to africa if we ever came from there you know like we're going to leave it to them we're going to let them kick us out of our own shit well you study history right this happened before man because i would say the last music genre that was as cultural as hip-hop was jazz. And if you go to any jazz concert, you ain't going to see none but white people playing the damn jazz, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, man, where's the, where's the brothers at? Even in Louisiana, there'll be a white dude on the trombone or a white dude on the saxophone or something like that, man. I, I, I think that goes to... Um them taking extracurricular, you know, taking band in school. That's why we no, don't No, 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 I'm music. talking about the, the, the culture, right? 
jazz started to become weaponized against black people at a certain point, right? All the jazz musicians was snorting heroin, and it started to trickle down into regular society. Well, it, you know, it, you know, uh, what, what I think Gil Scott Harris even, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Joy, I mean, so it, the culture started trickling into the the um, amongst the people. And a lot of negative stuff that was in the culture started happening in black society and places where it didn't happen at before, and it was being inspired by the music. You know what I'm saying? Just like, even though in jazz, there's not a lot of words, right? But you can listen to the song, and it puts you in a depressed mode, man. It puts you in that mode, man, you know, where you you need need something to up yourself or you need something to down yourself, you know? So, I mean, there's, there's no types of jazz, yeah. So uh, I think that the same thing is happening in hip hop, where black people started saying, you know what? So let let's move on from this jazz. Let's 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 change the vibration. Let's change it. And they came and up that's with what it's um, about. rock and pop and all these other and disco and all these other types of jazz with vocals that were more inspiring, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's where hip-hop needs to go. It needs to be a shift in uh, our culture, you know what I'm saying, that we, we can adapt a new thing, you know what I'm saying? And we need to control it, though. We can't let it go. I know we but, but, that's, new. but that's what life is about. You got to, it's a constantly changing. You can't get stuck. You can't get stuck in what was going on in the 60s and 70s. Okay, it's history, but you keep it going. You, we had the disco area. The music just keep going. It keep changing. It keep evolving. That's life. After the disco, we mm-hmm. came up, they created the rap and, and, and so forth. And so we just keep it going. So we're going to create something else. But I want the people to listen to Joyner Lucas. I'm going to play one of his songs. With all due respect, I don't have pity for you black niggas. That's the way I feel. Screaming black lives matter or the black guys rather be deadbeats than pay your bills. Yelling nigga this and nigga that. Call everybody nigga and get a nigga mad. As soon as I say nigga, then everyone react. Want to swing at me and call me racist because I ain't black. Compound that then. Talking about slavery like you was around back then. Like you was picking cotton off the fucking ground back then. Like you was on the plantation getting down back then. Alright. Look. I see a black man aiming his gun. But I'd rather see a black man claiming his son. And I don't mean just for one day and you done. I mean, you still trapped in a rut. And I work my ass off and pay my taxes for what? So you can keep living on free government assistance, food stamps for your children, but you still trying to sell them for some weed and some liquor. Or a fucking babysitter while you party on the road because you ain't got no fucking goals. You already late. You motherfuckers need to get your damn priorities straight. Wait. It's like you're proud to be fake, but you lazy as fuck. And you'd rather sell drugs than get a job and be straight. And then you turn around and complain about the poverty rate. Fuck out of my face. You can't escape problems. You could pray for some change, but can't break a dollar. Got nobody else to blame, so you blame Donald. They fucked the world with a Make America Great Connor. My boy's been back. I'm not racist. My sister's boyfriend's black. I'm not racist. My sister-in-law's baby cousin Tracy got a brother and his girlfriend's black. My head's in the clouds. Heard it's not enough jobs for all the men in your house. 
Maybe we should build a wall to keep the Mexicans out. Or maybe we should send them all to the ghetto for now. I'm not racist. And I never lie, but I think it's a disconnect between your culture and mine. I worship the Einstein, study to Steve Jobs, but you ride Tupac's dick like he was a fucking god. Oh my god. And all you care about is rapping and stunting and being ratchet. And that's the nigga within you. Music right in your brain and slowly start to convince you. Then you let your kids listen and then the cycle continues. Blame it all on the menu. Blame it on those drinks. Blame it on everybody except for your own race. Blame it on white privileges. Blame it on white kids and just blame it on white citizens. Aim it to vice president. <laughs> Watch your class clown. Niggas kneeling on the field, that's a flag down. How dare you try to make demands for this money? You gon' show us some respect. You gon' stand for this country, nigga. I'm not racist. I'm just prepared for this type of war. I heard Eminem's rap at the awards. Who's he fighting for? Y'all can take that motherfucker too. He ain't white no more. Just like you want to be so famous. You'll do anything for attention and a little payment. I can't take you nowhere without people pointing fingers. Pants hanging off your ass. You ain't got no home training. Put your fucking pants off, nigga. Put that suit back on. Take that do-rag off. Take that goat out your mouth. Quit the pitiful stuff. And then maybe police will stop killing you fuck. So what the fuck? I'm not racist. It's like we're living in the same building but splitting the two floors. I'm not racist. But there's two sides of every story. I wish that I knew yours. I wish that I knew yours. I'm not racist. I swear. With all disrespect, I don't really like you white motherfuckers, that's just where I'm at. Screaming all lives matter is a protest to my protest, what kind of shit is that? And that's one war you'll never win. The power in the word nigga is a different sense. We shouldn't say it, but we do, and that's just what it is. But that don't mean that you can say it just cause you got nigga friends. Nigga. That word was originated for you to keep us under. And when we use it, we know that's just how we greet each other. And when you use it, we know there's a double meaning under. And even if I wasn't picking cotton physically, that don't mean I'm not infected by the history. My grandmama was a slave. That shit gets to me, and you ain't got no motherfucking sympathy, you pussy nigga. I'm sorry, you can never fail my life. Trying to have faith, but I never fell all right. It's hard to elevate when this country's ran by whites, judging me by my skin color and my blackness. Trying to find a job, and ain't nobody call me back yet. Now I gotta sell drugs to put food in my cabinet. You crackers ain't slick, this is all a part of your tactics. Don't talk about no motherfucking taxes. When I ain't making no dough, you think you know everything, but you don't. You want to copy our slang and everything that we know. Try to steal black culture and make it your own. Whoa. Fuck, I'm exhausted. I can't even drive without the cops trying to start shit. I'm tired of this systematic racism bullshit. All you do is false shit. This the shit that I'm false with. And you don't know shit about my people. That's what bothers you. You don't know about no fried chicken or no barbecue. You don't know about the two-step or no loose change. You don't know about no two chains or no Kool-Aid. You don't know. And even though Barack was half as black, you hated President Obama, I know that's a fact. You can't wait to get him out and put a cracker back. And then you gave us Donald Trump, and I was paid back for that. I'm not racist. I never lied, but I noticed a disconnect between your culture and mine. Yeah, I praised Tupac like he was a fucking god. He was fighting for his life way before he fucking died, nigga. Die, nigga. And all you care about is money and power and being ugly. And that's the cracker within you. Hatred all in your brain and slowly start to convince you. Then you teach it to your children until the cycle continue. Blame it on Puerto Rico. Blame it on OJ. Blame it on everybody except for your own race. Blame it on black niggas and blame it on black citizens. Aim it to black businesses. I ain't saying I'm innocent, but... I might be any day now, treating everybody how you want in any way how. I swear no career about the bombers any day now. And now I'm ducking every time I hear a fucking play now. Shit. 
You know I make a lot of sense, but you just can't admit it. When Eminem went against Trump, that was the illest. Cause even though he's white, he let us know he's standing with us. I'm not racist, but I cry a lot. You don't know what it's like to be in a frying pot. You don't know what it's like to mind your business and get stopped by the cops. And I know if you about to die or not. You worry about your life, so you take mine. I love you, but I fucking hate you at the same time. I wish we could trade shoes, but we could change lives. So we can understand each other more, but that'll take time. I'm not racist. It's like we living in the same building, but splitting to both sides. I'm not racist. But there's two sides of every story, and now you know mine. Can't erase the scars with a bandage. I'm hoping maybe we can come to an understanding. Agree to disagree, we can have an understanding. I'm not racist. Apologize for those who got tender ears with the cuss words, but the first part of the rap was the white uh, guy telling his version of how he sees black people, and the second part of it was the black person giving their version. And so he has many kind of raps, as conscious raps. So I'm just saying it's up to us to to make the changes. Yeah, that was pretty tough. That was that was pretty dope. Yeah, he he got he was very spoke to rap. I'm saying, and all you right. Trying to take that more the spoken word he he was doing. Yeah, but that was a, that was a lot of uh, last poet, Gil Scott Heron type. He was laying down right there. But I was thinking like Eminem was trying to like the Eminem the angry. The angry Eminem, you know, but yeah, I, I got with the extra uh, lyrical. I, I see what you said, yeah, with so much lyricism that it transcends yeah. the bars and everything, which is also the borderline spoken wordish. You know, that's why he yeah, those those are the been. type of artists that usually don't sell. It's always been like that. Guys who have all those words because they're real artists. Yeah, he's really yeah they don't true thought. Yeah, they don't records to the masses. They, like me and Rashawn would buy probably, you know, if we were young, still into it, like he would be someone we would buy cause, but the the average person, they want something that's so simple. You know, they want, Mary had a little win, little win. They want it simple. Like, you know, that's, that's how you why sell records. That? Wasn't, wasn't that programmed to them? I think that was part of the marketing. Wasn't that uh, part of the marketing? Well, I think because a lot of hip hop origin is in the club, right? And when you're in the club, you're not going to play that song. You know, you're going to play the Mary Had a Little Lamb with a good beat. You don't, you know, dancing. That that's what tends to Why be how I look at both? it. Why you can't play Mary Had a Little Lamb dance. and then. Yeah, you you well, don't want to well, kind of you don't want to go to the bar with, with with playing that you know the other guy stuff. That, that's not good. His name. Yeah. It, it, it's cool though. It's cool that that, that you, you sit in your own house and you sit and you listen to that. But if you <laughs> at a party, that's not what you want to 
You know, you want to hear party started. You want to hear y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here, up in here. Y'all gonna make me act a fool up in here. That's the club. Like, oh, you just wanna you partying. You don't want you know that there will depress people. <laughs> you know, what I'm I don't want to do it no they more. Man. Pick it up. They start going to coat check. <laughs> you know, what I'm coat check, man. You know, chicks are believing, like, man, what do they claim? You know, yeah, it's, that's definitely not um, mainstream. It's not mainstream, you know, enough. That's his problem. Uh, Lucas joined us, another guy. Oh, what's his name? Man, um, man another light-skinned dude, kind of looks white. Um, but he even got a song with Wu-Tang Clan, this dude. And he got all of them on his song, you know what I'm saying? Um Damn, I can't think of his name, but yeah, he they in that that mix. So those guys there, Bev, they'll make uh-huh. money doing tours and shows forever. He could tour that that song and do a show. People gonna pay to watch him, but he'll never be on the radio with that. He'll never be on videos with that. You know what I'm saying? He got a good song with Ashanti. That dude, Lucas Joyner, Joyner Lucas, but she plays the, his girlfriend in the video, and she was looking so beautiful. You know what I'm saying? But um yeah, um yeah it's a, it's just what it is. Man. The simplest song sells, and usually the songs that sell I don't like. Like you know what I'm saying, all the biggest artists, the songs that they sell, I'm like, uh, yeah, people like that song. You know, it, it didn't use any. You know, that's just how it is. People buy what they buy. I can't you know, can't tell you why. I mean, but then you got to remember the people we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, marginalized people, you know, people that's been oppressed and, you know. Now, if he took that that same song with that same flow and he rapped about um, having transgender sex, well, that shit would sell like crazy. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because they... They would support that. They would go out and push that. They would, I mean, we're we not even going to charge you to advertise this song. You know, they put that song everywhere. So how about that? I think you hit the nail on the head. They'll push it. It's only going to sell because they'll push it. We normally probably yeah. We would probably normally would not it, but because they put the money up to have that song play five times every hour, you know, now and that's it's what a big I was hit. talking about programming. That's what I was saying. That's part of the marketing. You that's how yeah. you're able to mm-hmm. change the energy. You keep something, keep pushing something, and some, you know, like, and that's what they're doing. Playing something five, six times every hour, or two hours. So five, you keep telling somebody that something it. is wrong. Something is wrong. And then it becomes right. right. You hear, yeah. You know, you, you know what's wrong. You know this is wrong. But we've been mm-hmm. hearing it so many times that it now this song that's wrong is now right. It's like this song they put on the radio that I hate. And then by the end of the week, if you listen to the radio every day, I know the song. Now I'm waiting for the break to drop. You know what I'm saying? Or oh, here, this is my part. So the part I liked in the song, but I know they're gonna play it all day. So I'm just. I found something I liked in the song, you know. Now, you know that song becomes a part of your 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 memory bank. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, that's but, the program. Uh, and yeah. yeah, that's the programming for sure. Um, which is, you know, yeah. I think that everything 
you know, when you dealing with music, music has a programmer, just like television. Mm-hmm. They have a yeah. programmer, you know, so it's definitely a program. And um, the problem is, is that we don't control that program, you know, and unfortunately, it's always going to be and someone who fault is that? who's willing. Who fault is that? Well, technically, I blame a demographic of black people as to why we don't control it. Uh, because when now talking about hip hop in particular, no one believed in it. So the people with money that were black, they didn't think it was gonna be around in five, six years. You get out of here with that stupid rap stuff. The parents of them rappers and stuff, they didn't put money behind them dudes so that they didn't have to sign them bad deals and so that you know, it, the only people who believed in it was the predators. You know, those people who who control that industry. They well they because the they had a vision. They no, they well, knew what so, they could do with it. They they say, Okay, they got this product, they don't know, but we can see where we can make some billions off of it. They and that's what they did. They like, Okay, y'all don't so, know what to do with it, but we'll do it. We'll it. take it. That's that mm-hmm. was their parents' generation for. All the dudes that started hip hop, they in their sixties now. So the people in their eighties, nineties are not even here no more. You blame them. They didn't fund it. They didn't put money. They didn't believe in their own kids what they were doing, and therefore the white man believed in them, took over, took advantage of them. So he didn't that's believe one of the things them. I see. He saw, he saw where he could make money off of it. It wasn't about him believing in what they was doing. It's all they about the they money. They put money the in something that they don't think they're gonna make money off of. Exactly. They wanted, to, they wanted to put money in it if they thought they wasn't gonna make money. So they exactly. they they saw they saw a bigger picture. That's why I yes. see what the young kids do. And that's what we But I see the young do. people doing something, we have to be behind them instead of critiquing them to tell them they're not stupid. Because that's what my mother said about hip-hop. I ain't paying for that stupid music that you listen to. You know, it wasn't something that elder older black people liked. Even listen to how Dr. X talks about it. And the people who created it is his age. You know, so the older black yeah. generations, they never paid everybody, attention to it. All they no, did was critique it. Everybody didn't think like that because I, I embraced it when I heard it. Yeah, and but it was you other were people person. That the majority it. of people did think that way. Mm. That's why they didn't they was part of That's the why they were against getting it big, dancing schools and all that stuff. It was the older generation of black people who did that. wasn't nobody else. Well, I understand when you're making a shift and a change in the energy, a lot of people so busy going in a certain direction, it's hard for them to make that shift and that change and that energy. you got to know how to shift and change with that energy. It's like riding a wave, and I understand that part. But we learn it. We, as they say, we wake it up. We're supposed to learn from past energies. I have. Let's let's open the line up too, and let somebody at the table and get some more opinions here. Seven zero six two zero two. You at the mound table, the round table, this Kwame. Yes. Good evening, Sister Deb. Good evening. Hotel and better love. Brother, and uh, you have a guest tonight. 
I just yeah. sent you, yeah. you know, you're looking at the part when hip-hop began, and it was it was the culture. It's the art of that generation, and that yeah. it's then succeeded to go through two generations because you just had the 50th anniversary. But when it first started out, I always said that H-O-P, H-I-P is highly... H-I-P, H-O-P, highly intelligent people helping other people because that was what the youth was creating. It was creating their language of communication of what they were feeling and what they were seeing in their generation, and they created a genre and a way of communicating. Now, granted that these next two generations, you know, my me as an elder, my daughters and my sons came up in that era, and now they are have their children, my grandsons and my granddaughters. But the thing that happens in in uh, his name is Dr. Charles Pinkney, and I just sent it to you. And what they're looking at at Charlotte, I think it's at University of Charlotte. But what they're doing is is that they're looking at hip hop and mental health. Because now they're seeing how this can be used as what it, as it started out to be, a highly intelligent person helping other people. Because what the industry, Sony and all the other people got into it, it was to say, okay, we can take this, these highly intelligent people and teach them how to harm other people. Gangster rap, de- degrading the women, talking about the drug world. So it was a flip that they did because basically you had a arrest and development, sister soldier, uh, you know, Professor Griff. All of these ones were seeing fighting the power. They were talking revolution in, in, in the youthful terms that they were living. And so now – We've got these two generations is coming, and we're looking at, okay, yeah, it was some damage done, but how can we take this and reverse it? Because what he's talking about, hip-hop and mental health, and what he's speaking is the ultimate goal of hip-hop mental health is to cultivate a level of consciousness, thus empowerment through healing feelings of shame, insecurity, and low self-esteem. The main objective of hip-hop mental health is based on the premise that everyone should have equal access to health, security, and self-sufficiency. And this is what we're looking at. How do we get these generations that are starting, that, that are, that, that are the, the elementary, middle school, and, and the next generation of high school and college students, how do we use that genre in order to lift them up and them self-esteem, give them, you know, eliminate that shame, eliminate that insecurity, and help them to heal from this constant damaging that we have that's done in our communities. Now, Kwame, let me ask you a question. Now, 50 years ago, and hip-hop was so-called created, if the Black people who were in their 30s and 40s in that time frame would have been supported it and put money behind it. 
Do you think that these guys would have still be would would have fell into making negative music? And, and and I think if if we had stepped in and invested in the artistry of our youth, just like you know the same thing happened with Motown and and soul music. The old great grand my great grandmothers looked at it and said that's the devil's music, and they had all types of ways in which they talked about it. But it was a way in which each generation has a way that it communicates what it sees and feels that's going on with their world as they see it. What if they had invested? Yeah, we could have maybe have had a different thing. But the, 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 the powers that be said, hey, we can take this and use this to make money because you looking at folks is making thousands of dollars selling cassette tapes out of the back of their cars or out of a shoebox and making tapes in their basement or in their bedroom, what was it, uh, hustle and flow. I mean, you look at just that that, that thing, is that that's genius. That is genius to where you can get somebody to know how to use a mixer, nobody make a beat and turn around and, and give a rhyme, spit a rhyme. That's genius, but you gotta so cultivate like, the now, genius. You would have you would have came up with that beat and a mixer in your room, and put a little rhyme to it and made a song, and you would have went out and showed it to your mother and father, and they would have said, "Man, that's terrible. Get that shit out of here." You know what I'm saying? We don't want to hear that shit. So that's 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 how it started. You, the, the, there wouldn't have been anyone else involved in hip hop if they would have supported it. You see you see your kids are in the song and they like it and you just tell them, Oh man, I don't do that. That's a waste waste of time. People had to lie on their contracts. They were under eighteen but their mother wouldn't sign it. Why about their age? I mean, it was all kinds of stuff like that that went on in that era and I just look at it like when you look at who's to blame for uh, the state of what hip hop became. How could we bypass the fact that our own people didn't believe in it? You know what I'm saying? They didn't want to. Pass. They thought it was a waste of time. And you can't really believe in something that just came on the scene. Now, other people, when they used to doing something, they funded. They put their money into it. That's what little Bobby likes to do. Uh, hell, let's 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 support him. Maybe they'll turn into something. You know, maybe uh, you know, he'll he could do something with that. You know, what I'm saying that that's the difference. You know, what I'm saying not to ostracize what you're doing and waste the time doing that. You go get a job. You know that that was well, the mindset. You know, like the nail on the head. So white folks encourage their children. Black folks don't. Huh. We, we, what, we get go back, go back in your room. You, but what both of you are saying is that in the part of the era of hip hop starting, yeah, we was talking about it was it was you know we didn't want to deal with it. But who was buying more hip hop than our children? Their children. The same thing happened with soul music and Motown and rock and roll. It started, and the, the generation, the parents of that generation didn't like it, but guess what? And then they began to, because if we had inv- invested 
in jazz, which is the 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 classical mm-hmm. of American music, and guess who plays more jazz? We don't support jazz, but we created it. We created jazz. That, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like you got the you just talk about soul music and how your your parents said it was the devil's music, your grandparents or whatever. You know, imagine if they would have they money into it. Well, imagine if they would have said, you know what, if that's the music you like, fine. You know, we, we're not going to be so judgmental. As black people are very judgmental. You know what I'm saying? But, and it's judgmental to a fault. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know, even me, if it's the pride and the ego. Mm-hmm. But let me ask this question. I'm listening. You're talking about investment, but where was it created in? The people that, that created this didn't have, yeah, we had a few people that had a few dollars that, that, that were semi-rich, but the the just of the community that they came from did not have the money to invest in a, in a, in a record studio. And these, what I'm saying is that the creativity of the, of the young people in hip-hop knew that they could get and put eggshells on the wall and get them and two spinning tables and make the music and make their cassette. That was genius. Mm-hmm. They didn't need to have a a, a, a a big record studio with mixers and all of this other stuff. They had creativity. This is common sense. This is the part that we have to look at something. How many young people now, they can go out there and get a, a machine and then just like you were talking about, chat GPT, can create a whole genre of whoever, what kind of music you want. That's technology, but the genius was these young people were able to go and take two turntables and learn how to scratch and make something, go find a horn in a pawn shop and blow music that has never been heard before and put it all together and write the the the, the, the secret of, what is it, zero gravity. They, they showing this, Herbie Hancock and, and Wayne Shorter. The genius of the, those, this is what I'm saying, is that we have the genius, but we don't have what you're saying is true. We need the money. If we could get the monies like the, the you people see, but they take Archie and they become rich. That's what they've been doing. Right. We got Africans create, as the, the saying goes, Africans create, Europeans imitate. We create, they imitate. They always have taken what we created and gave to the world. They have benefited from it. And we have to change that energy. Uh, let, let me let someone else at the mound table before he get upset. Okay, General? Yeah. <laughs> Not good. Do you sound like you in a tunnel? I'm in I'm in uh time wall. I'm in another uh time wall. Okay. Okay. First hip hop came out, it was good, all positive, right? So what? What after that million man march and everybody coming together there with the fist and going to college then, what happened? Them, them fools had a meet, okay? The meet to turn hip hop to rap. All right. Say these niggas getting together too much, we gotta turn them against themselves. So what they did, 
All right. They start weaponizing the music, turning the lyrics, flip those. See, I ain't got time to I blame my other black people. I, I, that's a waste of time. The enemy wants us to blame each other, man. Okay, what the old people didn't do, what the women doing. But look here, that's how they flipped everything around, man. To weaponize this shit to turn us against each other. Okay, and the prison industrial complex, that's all connected. Okay, with us killing each other. Also, what y'all say something about Bob Barker the other day when he done died? Okay, that dude was the devil, man. Okay, when he talk about spay and neuter your pets, you know who the fuck he was talking about, y'all? Y'all black asses. Okay, that's what he was talking about. Also, uh, uh, I found out some research on Bob Bach. We long, long time ago. His ass was financing the commissaries in these prisons, man. Fighting them honey buns and shit, people fighting over the prison. That's what Bob Bach made, really made his money off the commissaries. In these prisons, man. Okay? See, I go after the damn the people behind the damn sheets. I ain't got time to be blaming my brothers and my sisters. Because all of us in this biofeedback loop, man. With the judges and the court system to flip this music. What what we see now? Uh, these young brothers and sisters hear that music. That's what they call that damn, uh, 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 that drill music. They kill each other. Go to court. Court system making money. Okay? We get played again, man. Get played again. We ain't got no time to blame each other, man. Okay, we're in the damn wall, man. Okay, sitting here blaming what the old people did and the young people doing. Hell no, nah, we all in this shit together, man. Okay, half of these young motherfuckers scared. They get stopped by the police. They take off running and shit instead of man up. They face the time to crime. That dumbass girl in that car want to run over the police. What if she stole? Y'all see, y'all ain't thinking, man. We ain't wall. All right, so, Abel, I'll get you a group called, uh, the master decoded, man. That's some bad cats, man. All right, okay, I, yeah, yeah, listen to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had, whoa, we ain't got no time to blame each other, man, for nothing, man. And the court system, this shit, like the family, Danny Harris, just fuck them. They do what they do, man. I ain't got time to blame my brothers and sisters like nothing, man. We all in this together. That biofeedback loop ain't no joke, man. They want us to blame and kill each other and go at each other, man. Trying to stop that bullshit, man. I'm going to mute myself so y'all go on here, man. But, they, hey, I, I flip what they say, man. So Bob Barker was shit, man, talking about spades and noodles, cats and dogs. He was talking about y'all, us, man. All right? So they had the secret secret media. Clyde Day was in there to change hip-hop to rap or whatever, man. So we was coming together. And now you sitting in that loop blaming each other, man. Ain't no blame, man. We we, we, we got to Hey, this got me stuck. I'm going to be quiet. Cause I'm at war. I ain't got time to be bullshit. Shucking and jiving, and half of that bullshit music is nothing but a damn ventriloquist uh, 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 dummy. Uh, what's that damn organ grinder monkey? I'm tired of these niggas performing it uh, uh, like an organ grinder monkey. It pissed me off, man. That's all you still tell our business. You niggas see you buck dancing, you the fucking swirling, man. So, where I see all this collateral damage, y'all got to get killed, man. Real soldiers will be out here. The dumb motherfuckers play stupid games. You win stupid prizes. We had walk. All met general field orders in effect. I'm a mute with them. I ain't got time to be bullshit and listen to it. So I got ADHD. So when somebody come on here two or three times saying the same shit, I got to move on, man. All right? So I'm mute with them, Bell. All right. Okay, y'all. Y'all got the floor. Whoever want to... Uh... Speak up. 
Yeah, that goes to um, accountability. You know, we have uh, uh, the only people who don't ever want to take accountability for shit. You know, so you know, let's let's not not blame people who did something or doing something for what they did or doing. Let's just skip and blame the white man. That's what Doctor X is talking about with the um, you know, the the black with the U N I G E A. You know, the 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 black people who are behind the scenes pulling some of the strings, and it's generational. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's no other way to go about it. Um, But like I said, the lesson in it is that when you see these young children into something, even if you don't get it, you know what I'm saying? That's why I wasn't hard on my son when he was into the video game. Like, you know, when it was affecting his schoolwork, yeah, that was a problem. But that's what you want to learn how to do and learning how to, to make them and stuff, go ahead, do it, man. You know, because that's what, that's their, the thing they're into, like, we were into hip-hop, you know, like, I'm being, that's what it is. So I'm not going to, you know, because I don't understand it, shun it, and, and you know, hey, new one come out here, here you go, I'll buy it for you, you know. It, it's no, you know, need for me to be um, adversarial to it, because that's what happens. You know, and once again, we give away our power. We give away our control. Now, who's to say it wasn't um, gatekeepers in the in the place at that time? You know, this thing's about to blow up. I think Kwame alluded to that. You know, they see that these, these people are coming together, and um, this is something that's new, you know, and they don't have any supervision because that's where the oldest come from. It's not just money that you invest. It's the fact that you're protecting. You're, these are young kids coming up with something new. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to let them go into a record deal, into a, a lady meeting without adult, you know, without people saying, nah, you know, we, 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 we're protecting this one. We want to see it. We want to see what's going on. You're not going to control something. Those is, those is what we need to do going forward when our people create something great. Because we created mostly in the music field, Several great genres of music, um, gospel, that's us, jazz, uh, rock and roll. We created that. We, we uh, created the rock and roll. We, we don't even every every genre is out Everything. So rock and roll in particular, the face of rock and roll is never a black man. We created it, but who's the face of it? Like at least with jazz, they'll still give you some jazz players, you know, B.B. King, you know, or the blues or whatever. But with, with rock and roll, man, they're going to give you Elvis Presley. They're going to give you the Rolling Stones. They're going to give you the dudes with paint all over their face looking like the devil. They're going to give you all those things, but they're not going to give you Chubby Checker. They're not going to give you Little Richard. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to give you the people who invented it. You know what I'm saying? So we got to go forward. The lesson all this because once again we don't control hip-hop we don't control any black genre of music we gave all the control away so right on what you just said so basically what they're about to do is make eminem the new face of hip-hop well that's yeah that's what they you see that yeah. machine gun kelly and eminem and post malone and these white rappers and then they have the nerve to bring in white rappers 
that can actually rap better than the black rappers now, right? Because we are here trying to sound stupid as fuck just to get um, advertising money. So we got to just say dumb shit in our songs to, for it to be catchy. And they over here actually doing what Goofy's Joyner just did. Yeah, like, you know, actually putting words together, saying, man, that's, we don't like that. They they going to buy it because look at who's the, that, who do you think is the all-time highest selling rapper? Didn't they say Eminem? Ain't they, like you said, they trying to put there him as uh, the rapper. There you go. So Eminem. And he, and he even records. changed it. Because he came on that talking silly stuff about the booty, the butt, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's shady, and then he's trying to be right, right. Just right. Eminem, yeah, yeah. Just angry, just angry white man. That's what he is to me. Oh, just let me yeah. figure this out, right? But you see how the the face of hip hop is slowly changing, right? These white rappers that they're promoting, uh, Jack Jack Hollow, and uh, it's a few of them who are making songs with these black artists, they actually, the white guy actually is an artist, though. This guy is just some guy that he makes songs and does social media stuff to get attention and paid. So he's outshining the black guy on the song with his lyrics, and they become the new, oh, those guys are better than those guys, you know what I'm saying? Uh, And that's what you're seeing happen. So just like jazz, and you think of jazz music, you know, it's hard to even think black because every time I see it live, jazz in the park, you know, we had a jazz band come to one of my jobs at once before and play music in front of the building and they, everybody was white. Everybody was white except for the singer if they had a singer. The singer was a black person, but uh, everybody else is white and you would think, damn, these people invented jazz when they was us. Go ahead, um, Kwame. Yeah, but, you know, and these are excellent points. And the thing that I'm looking at and, and asking the question is, is that all of these these uh, producers and, and record companies, if blacks boycotted and says, no, we're not going to, to continue doing this, who do they have to put on the market? Eminem can't sell what, what all of them do. We got to understand well, where our power lies because it's the artists, like Prince. It's the artists that create the, the music. It's the companies and other things that, that produce and put it out into the media, artists. And when the artist learns to have control of how they want themselves there to There are be. no artists, though. That's what I'm saying. They haven't signed art. They sign influencers. They don't sign artists. They don't put out music. So they don't the, need control the of skill set. skill set has diminished tremendously because yeah, no the art is not there. Hip-hop is dead because hip-hop lived in a heart. It wasn't... We just didn't imitate it because we saw it on TV. It was what we did in the streets because this is how we lived. It was in the heart. It was in the rhythm and everything we did. And then these kids came and just looking at it from a two-dimensional perspective. And then what they see is what they imitate. And it just, we become carbon copies of a carbon copy of a carbon copy. And that's what we get in now. You know, it's to, to the point where it's just a calculated move. I sell drugs, I, I write rhymes, and I'm going to try to get into the music industry doing this, you know, and because and that's all I need. 
because I, I don't want to work for the man, so I'm going to sell drugs to my own people and put out bad music to my own people. But just as long as I don't work for the man, right? Yeah. Okay, so what yeah. it seems like to me is that we you, we getting ready for a new genre. Because just like we went from the blues hope, to jazz and then, you know, uh, or maybe that new genre just might be and, the old coming back. We might be cats actually getting with skills, actually getting signed. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hopefully, that's what I'm hoping in the next uh, uh, and, and, the next thing to blow is actual skills. Like, you know, let's, let's actually start hearing some real skills on the mic again, you know? Is that right. Well, the, 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 stop, the, the, thing, the fact that you could these guys can't go on strike. They are in debt. Even the best of the best. Jay-Z is not out here doing concerts because he want to do concerts, man. He signed away all his his uh, masters for marketing money. He still has to do contracts, um, concerts in terms of his contract to keep certain percentages of his masters. You got to, like, they have you by your balls, you know, and it's a bad contract, but if you don't sell it, you don't become a star. Sign it, you don't become a star. So um, the fact that you would think they could go on, like if all the artists went on strike, they'll be like, so? We just go go to their neighborhood and get somebody else and give them $20,000 and tell them to come to the studio, and he'll be the new you. By the time we put him in the magazine and on the on the, the uh, front of this in the Internet and put him on Pandora and Spotify, we ain't going to need you, you know, so they can't go on strike. They, it's not that type of business. They don't have a union. Like I said earlier, you know, they pretty much at the, they have no, no one protecting them. You know, once they sign that contract, they, they, they got to be that personage, right, at all times. So you see a 50-year-old man still with a jersey on and some sneakers walking around talking with his hat backwards, and in, in, in real life, he's a very eloquent speaker, but he's still got to be ignorant in public because he signed a contract, and that's the image that sells his music for the people that own it, and they don't want you out that image. They own that persona. You. you know what I'm saying? So it's deeper than just so we could just easily, you know, fix this. Like I said earlier, I it ain't about new. fixing it. It's about moving on. That's where the yeah, new genre come in. Moving on. That um, mm-hmm. that's fifty years old. It uh, he became middle age now. Music and things like that. The young people is the ones that usually that make the changes. So it's getting ready to change. Right. And, well, and the thing mm-hmm. that I'm looking at and just focusing on. How many of you all ever seen Battle of the Bands, mostly HBCUs, and how the precision and the music mm-hmm. that they're able to create? Excellent. And, and, and that's the part in, in saying is that you see the creativity and the genius of what we can do with instruments and precision marching while playing the music and then turn around. I've never seen... Yale, Harvard, and all these other uh, Ivy League places having battles of the band because they're they're studying what it's going to take to keep the the the, the masses under control. 
yeah, we have the genius and we can do that, but the part of what we're doing is that we've got to find the balance, the balance in being able to create and, like you said, take that like you did with your son. Yeah, he likes playing those video games and teach him how to create the game, teach him how to code, how teach him how to do graphics and, and let him create what's in him that he was born with to, to do. And this is the part that we're going to have to, to, to realize that our children come in the world with thoughts that we could never think and dreams we could never dream. How do we give them the tools to build what is in them? That's what we have to feed. We have to feed the next generation. That's why we say what we do and what we say should be done to reflect seven generations. Because what we're talking about has been seven generations that has that surpassed that because it's been just 50 years ago. And you go back two more, three more generations back, and there you have the seven. So it's, it's wow, bro. again, it's creation. Yeah. And we got to quit mm-hmm. letting people use our young people creating because, like you say, it's, it's going to continue. They're going to create. They're going to come up with something else. But we got to quit letting others come and we take have advantage to support. of it. We have, like Chuck Moe said, yeah. we have yeah. to invest in our children. We have exactly. to put the, the, the resources in place where we can have the places where they can go. They can have computer labs. They can have they can have instruments. Why did they take music out of school? Because that was a genre that, that we had mastered. Yeah, I was about you, to say you, that. You, you want to go and learn, music. and you were saying those people are standing in front of your building playing jazz was all white. It's because they studied the jazz. They study. Mm-hmm. They will go and pay in their institutions or go to Juilliard or whatever and learn to play jazz because that is America's classical music. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and just sure. like we had the guy from Japan that called in, and he was telling us how the young people over there, they imitating the young people over here. They playing the music. Uh, uh, Everybody uh, doing it but us. Yeah, right. you know, that's but we're the problem. Not, what, but the problem we are we're not investing in ourselves to to reap the yeah. royalties that everybody yeah. is paying to see us. We're yeah. not taking getting our royalties from right. what we give the world. Where do we think we could be if we had all of these 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 great rappers from fifty years ago? If we'd invest. Where would all of this be as far as royalties? There wouldn't be any ghettos in the hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You got to invest in the youth. Now, the um, the thing that killed us, right, they, like you just said, they took the instruments out of school, right? So when they took the instruments out of school, the, the kids didn't know how to play instruments anymore, and they thought that that was going to be the end of us. You know what I'm saying? So what we did was we started sampling the stuff that was already made, right? That's hip-hop, right? So that was yeah. uh, the pushback to them taking the instruments out of school. Um, now, that they also what we see has also gone, right, is church, right? It's 
people have left the church. So you don't see too many R&B singers anymore because there's no more choirs, you know what I'm saying, that the, the best singer joins the choir of the church, you know, and they, they own their skills until they get a record deal, you know. That don't exist anymore. So we, we really need to start investing in um, instruments or, or petitioning schools in our neighborhoods if we can. I'm going to look into it. How can we get instruments put back in the school? Like, why can't music is part of trivia and quadrivia? You know, that's that's all precision and timing. Music is timing. You know what I'm saying? Um, to catch that right at that second when that drops with that word and knowing that you got to speed up your words at that time to get to there. Like, that's all time. You know, they said Michael Jackson was the master. He'll sing something and they'll say, yo, you, we just need it about three seconds shorter. And he'll be like, no problem. Same song, three seconds shorter. He'll speed it up a little. You know, like, that's, that's, that's all things that we could invest in or even get second-hand instruments because we're losing our musical. What are our kids going to be sampling from now? What They're going to be sampling from hip-hop that's already sampling from jazz. They're going to create. And, they're going to create. You know, they they got to give them the tool to create, you know what I'm saying, the, the knowledge to create. And that with that knowledge, you'll create something better. Because since they take taking they the instruments out, right, let me say this quickly, Beth. Since they took the oh, yeah. instruments out, and the the voice now becomes the instrument, right? Your vocals become the instrument. Now, whatever comes out your mouth becomes a spell, right? Because you're putting it into the ear, and when you're putting out negativity, yeah. you know, that becomes a spell. If it's just instruments, they learn the guitar, the piano, start from the scratch again. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the that's the key. We got to go back and, to what made us great. And and what even you, what you're saying is true. And the part of the human body being the instrument, because there was a, a street quarter symphony, the persuasions, Sweet Honey and the Rock. They didn't use instruments, and they made music. Acapella. By being able, right, acapella, being able to sing and harmonize each tone, bass trouble, all of it, and understanding the key that you breathe in and can sing and resonate a frequency when you when you hit that tone is something that 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 is is an art because you look at uh, what was that Minnie Rippleton, Minnie Rippleton and Sarah Vaughn could break glasses with their voice. That's vibration. Right. That's why I say it's in the it's in your it's in the DNA. It's all about creating right. and that's what we are creators. But see if they and don't it's know gonna continue. That's the skill set of being able to give them the tools. Those one those ancestors are tools to show what's in you because it was in them. And we got a quick try, and we got a quick going to them public schools or school. Do it ourselves, you know. Right. However, we have to come together, or somebody have a house and had. Which schools used to start off? 
in a little one-room house, a one-room shack, and people just came together. Quit going to them and want them to help you do something. No, we got to stop that. Right. And with technology today and the creativity that are in our children that is waking up, like he's saying, you could turn around here and make your own videos with your iPhone. Yeah. You can make your own videos with your, this is what they're doing on Instagram. This is how they're, they got people that sit back and all they do is search Instagram to find the next artist. They sit back and watch the talent. And you too. Who produces of our children producing, and they go and seek them so they can capture that art and that, 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 that ability to be able to be the next somebody that they can make money off of. We have to be able to identify our own. Like you said, Bev, stop going to them. Stop letting them take our talent and using it for their benefit because we need to have the royalty stay in our community, just like we need our dollars to stay in our community. And it used to, and it used to before uh, King. Yeah, but even with that, i tell you something, something as simple that used to be in it, policy, three numbers, and now you look yeah. at they got billions of dollars called the lottery. That's where and, it and came we, from. It came from us, yeah. Right. The casino came from us. We used to have the after-hour joint. This joint. <laughs> yes. I, I, remember, I remember being down south, and, and they would park the trucks, and they'd guys be on the, on the ground shooting dice. And and yeah. playing playing tonk, yeah. That that was the game, and that this is what you had. And in, in when we came into the, the the cities, gambling, prostitution, and drugs and liquor, mm-hmm. speakeasies. That's where they 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 turned around and made all of that possible. That that was to take you away from, take your your skills. And 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 take it and and make those that didn't have the skills that make them deal with the misery because that's where the blues came from. The blues came from the the Cottonfield music, the suffering music. And look what now what they did with the herbs. We used to have the natural uh, weed or marijuana. The now they're see. giving you all this fake stuff. Right, but that's what the same word, the farm is the forest. The forest is your plant relatives. That's a farm. You see what's out there in the forest, but if you knew what, which one of those plants that, gave, that you see and you knew how to use it to make the medicine from it, you wouldn't have to go to the pharmacy on, on the corner called CVS or Walgreens or whatever the name of it is. We were the pharmacy because most of our women were the herbalists and and the the, the alchemists. That's where they learned yeah, but that, it from. That goes back to the point I was making earlier. We was. Why aren't we anymore? Because a generation of us decided to integrate. You know what I'm saying? That that destroyed our natural cultural um, thing. You know what I'm saying? And we just glorified. Well, we 
We glorify the culture of independence. Yeah, exactly. And we gloss past the fact that those were decisions made by people that, I mean, I don't even think the whole country of black people agree with some of those decisions. Those decisions were made by people from the South. You know what I'm saying? We have to integrate. That was their solution to segregation. You know what I'm saying? Instead no, of, and I, I'm quite sure if they would have came up north, we would have people that lived in the north would have told them, man, you don't want to integrate. That's our problem up here. In charge of everything. You know what I'm saying? But um, since that decision was made, we've been in a bad situation, and we gloss over the people that made that decision. I think Drawbone was showing on his show that they was a bunch of black communists who made all these decisions for us. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't even uh, per se white people. I'm sure they were behind it. They funded stuff, but the decision was black people to uh, integrate and give up our stuff for the access to use white people's stuff, but not own none of it. You won't own it. You'll just be able to use their stuff. It's the same premise in the the music industry. I won't own my music, but I'll be able to use their advertising and marketing. You know what I'm saying? So, fine, I'll sign the contract. But you gave up what was yours. You know, and 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 something as simple as driving your car, and when the light turned red, you stopped. That was a black man that created. But we don't recognize the, the, the what what we've given this country. In building this country as far as, as, as useful things to make their life easier, even when we, we was in captivity, they would come and go to the house and say, go get old, 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 old Grandma Sue and come in because I got a cough and she need to make me some, some tonic. That was the pharmacy. She knew what, what herbs to go out there and get to make that tonic to stop them from coughing. All they did was took and said, "Okay, show me what you use," and and we took it and put they take it and put it in a science lab and say we can create from this. They call it botanic. I mean, what do they call it? Uh, a botanist, the person that learned plants, and this is what it did. Because I got a friend in Colorado. Her father, her last name is Bird. Her father wrote the Secret Life of Plants. Who wrote the soundtrack for the music, the movie they made from it? Stevie Wonder. There's a secret life of plants. We knew it. George Washington Carver got paid by the Rockefellers to say, no, nah, don't, don't, don't show them that this peanut oil can be used as gasoline because then we can't use this oil, this oil, this chemical coming from the oil that we use to make kerosene, that residue is gasoline. And we're getting ready to make these these gas engines, so don't you dare put that out on the market because if you put that science out, we can't be rich. Yeah, that's good information. Um, but once again, we don't own none of that stuff, you know. Gave it all away or it was stolen from them. And that's the problem we got yeah, we got to something and stop yeah. giving it away. You know, it's good to it's good to say all the great things that we invented, but we don't own none of it. We don't get the patent protection of none of it. We don't get the copyright. None of the, the stuff from 
not just the music. Uh, I'm glad you brought up some of the inventions. It's the inventions hey, too. Hey, 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 it was hey, more a culture of black inventors. It's a brother that's named Moses West. He got a patent or a machine to take make uh uh get water out of air. He owned his damn patent, okay? Dude named Moses West. He owned his patent, so I sent it to the military, and he either went to Mississippi or Flint, up there where Bell at. Yeah, okay. I Brother named Moses West. He got a patent to take air and turn it out of water, okay? He owned this shit, okay? That, so you can't say we, you can't put everybody in the same basket, man, okay? You got to do research. His name Moses West. Look him up. Y'all got Google, Google, whatever the fuck y'all use. Look up Moses West. He a bad brother, man. And why? And, and we gotta again. We gotta use think outside of the box. Why would you take your invention and take it to them so they could steal it to get a patent for it? That don't make sense to me. And that's what they've that's been right. doing. Well, we we, we that's the only way you can get it. Produce. That's the only way. You, if you want your product, you want your invention to get out for there. For somebody to take mass it. Produce. Well, no. That's just. But, that's the name. Okay, I just gave you a perfect example, y'all. I just gave y'all an example. A brother got his own patent. He owns his own shit, man. Okay. Right. So I mean, you want that we own our money. We, now, that, what the problem is, what is, is that the patent can be stolen. You can, if you go and apply for your patent and you get it, that's great. But Ninety percent of the black folks that went to the patent office to get their invention patent got their shit stolen. From exactly. That one. Now it's yeah, new yeah, exactly. It's a new day. And the, and the, the patent, patent, you own patent, patent is designed. You own your patent is designed to, to stop steal the ideas. Stop I'm trying to steal the ideas. And when you go, when you go to get the ideas. Um, you know, patent. try to get it patent protected. They steal the idea from you. Yeah. Oh, that's how they work it in, um, let me finish, let me finish. That's how they work it in China, um, right now with the technology, right? They take the patent to Israel, right? So Israel can can look at the patent because they're allied in the U.S. And as long as they follow the U.S. patent guidelines, they could duplicate the product. They got to compensate the people they duplicate it from. Israel takes that same patent and sells it to a Chinese company, and the Chinese don't have any patent protection, so they start duplicating the product without the authorization of the people who invented it. That's, they do the same thing that they did to us. You know what I'm saying? Go ahead, bro. But right now, we got copyright laws, man. Once you got your patent, it's in your name, you got like 10 years to have your shit on the patent office. Anybody try to make a copy of it, you sue the ass, man. Don't pay for the ass, man. It's a brand new day. The mistakes we made back in the day, we ain't going to do that shit now, man. Okay? Just like that brother that owned had that, uh, that got killed up there in Buffalo, he made a mistake. He should have got his, well, he, well, his car was running off of uh, water. He didn't do his work right, man. He should have got the patent and then... And, and, and gave it to somebody else, one another brother and sister, showed them the patent, and then they worked together like my man Moses West did, man. So not, we can't make no mistakes. We don't see, go back to the algorithm where we made mistakes, nine to time, tighten our shit up, tighten our game up. We ain't got no time to make no mistakes, man. Okay, we see, see what mistakes our elders made, 
if I made a mistake yesterday, I try not to do the same shit today. So you got to up, upgrade yourself, man. So uh, you get a copyright on your patent, you beat your invention. You got it's another brother that uh, what's his name that came up with that super soaker uh, uh, gun. Now they're the material oh, you. Yeah. All right. right. Yeah. So he got his patent shit jammed tight. I think he's somewhere up in Georgia. He got a factory, man. Okay, it's some smart brothers and sisters now, man. We peeping the game. We can't. We playing the game. We tired of not let the game play us, man. Time for us to play the game. Don't let the game play you. I mean, that's the only difference with everything is the fact that some people step with knowledge and they know how to do contracts. They know about the information that they need to know. Most of us don't. We just jump in the pool and hope for the best, you know, because we just want the money. We but want you the fame. We just want you got to change. That's, that's why we're saying it. You know, we, we need to wisen up. That's what we're saying. Yeah. We need to wisen up. Right. Stop. Life ain't about fun and games. We got to get knowledge. That's right. We got to get. We need to get schooled. You know. You got to realize. Don't be afraid to pick up some books and teach you know, My brother, no. my brother. So if, you want, if you want to learn something, you go to people that can help you, man. You just search around, and you got something, a thought of something, whatever you need, the universe will bring it to you, man. Okay, because right now I'm doing some experiments on my own damn stuff, like Dr. Frankenstein, man. Okay? But, uh, hey, whatever you need, bro, see if you got a thought of something, your brother and sister come to you, man. You can't, ain't time to be stupid no more, bro. All right? That, that's why I love y'all, man. You know, we help each other. Eyes chop an eye, man. Okay? You the smartest one in the circle. Find another circle that can help you get your thing out, man, what you want to do, bro. Ain't no goddamn excuses no more, man. The answer out there now, bro. We we in the answer age now. Whatever thought you want, you right. put and, the question and, out there. And, you put and the that's thought out there. Damn, I'm trying to fix this, and the answer come to you. Every question got an answer, man. You got to find it, brother. Come to you. And I the part they about come it together. Is, right, ahead, but the part on. that we have to look at is is that you know. Dick Gregory said it once. He said, you know, it's hard killing yourself out of a basement window. We know what the bottom feel like, but what what does it feel like to be at top? What where how do we get to the top? Is what we're looking at and this is where we have to find those ones that have made it or, or that are on their way there and saying, you know, I'm I'm looking at how did you get to here? You know, think uh what is it, think and grow rich. He went around to all the millionaires and and asked them, How did you become a millionaire? How you invest in yourself yep. with knowledge and most of them are Yep. Do you know martial law? When the student's ready, the teacher will appear. When the That's teacher's true. ready, the student will appear. Since y'all know how to float, man. You talking about ground zero? You got to stay. Don't get up too high. Don't get too low. You want to keep it to zero, ground zero. Keep it mellow, man. And that's the art of wall, man. Whatever you need, the universe to put it come to you, man. You put that thought out there and say, I got this problem, blah, blah, blah. It might perplex you, but the answer come to you, man. You'll find it when you need it. Well, with that being said, we have came to the, uh, we, we've overtime. And as always, good conversation. This is how we learn. Yes, and I yes. want to thank I want to thank everybody, Tugmos, and your guests, and the roundtable, and the listeners. 
for joining us tonight, and uh, I'll be back tomorrow with Dr. Robert X, and we'll keep the conversation going. Better love, everyone, and thank you. Better love. Peace, everybody. Thank you. Better love. Peace. Yes. Appreciate it. We got the power. Gives 
my lyrics tell the truth. There's two plus two can buy the source of my rhythm with trees. The average man allowing frauds, fighting rhythm with ten to be the boss. Gamma rays, planet-wise, the more you will decide the deep. I'm always ready, at least I'm not confetti like I'm mental. I'm precise to see. Fill in on others being lost at 12 degrees. It can't so out the other just rhyme. I'm reciting the words so exciting with the DJ on the table. More love is always flying with a strap and the cut. Then you get up, proceed to move your body crossway. Heavy cash. 